0: Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is
1: Brandon, or Mutilis, on Discord.
2: This is Parker. Go by one who parks on Discord.
1: This is Jeremy. I go by just Jeremy. Uh, we are still hiring at uh, my job. Uh, if you would like, please contact anyone on our podcast. Uh, we're hiring and I, anyone. Just anyone. Please. For the love of please. God, help.
3: And this is Aaron. I go by Treffinwood on Discord.
0: Do you have two hands and a strong desire for money? Please contact Jeremy. At, at just Jeremy at gmail Kill me. I, I just need please your hands. Just, just kill me, please. Yeah. Please.
2: Legs, legs, not needed. You don't need legs. legs.
0: Not needed. We, you can sit on our fucking robot. He can wheel your ass yeah. around. I don't Jesus give a shit. Christ.
1: I will duct tape you to the robot. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to another exceptional podcast. Uh, let's see, quick announcements today. Uh, if you haven't heard, we have a Patreon channel, uh, link in the show notes. Uh, we also have merchandise you can check out at via museonstore.com. Uh Link is also in the show notes. Uh, Parker,
2: you did a bad thing. Mm, it's all relative, really, but go ahead.
0: I mean, it is relatively bad. It's not nearly as bad as a single bet you've ever made.
2: However, we're going to move
0: on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Parker, you are now down to 2,597 probationary episodes. Jesus Christ,
1: that's a lot. For anyone
0: who's not aware, Parker is only penalized probationary episodes when he does things that are not approved by the podcast. Um... That includes saying specific words or not showing up.
2: That's a really – I feel like I need that in writing because I feel like I've gotten episodes for other reasons. But It sure. is
0: the podcast uh, policy to never put anything in writing.
2: That's true. Uh, so
0: Ooh. we're going to move on. That's a double-shaved head bet. For I, have, I totally here.
2: forgot about that second rule. <laughs> <The> second <laughs> rule. Uh, that we the never write down The policy
0: rules. is to preserve the right to change the podcast stance at any time yeah. for any reason. All right. Um, so anyway – uh, Parker, what
2: do we what do we got? Oh, we have news.
0: Hey, let's news news! 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 News news, <laughs> news! 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 I feel like that isn't substantiated.
2: Uh, well, this news is what would you call this? Like uh, used news, I guess, because it's been out for a bit. <laughs> uh,
0: well. Personally, I feel like our news was supposed to be cooked by Jeremy mm-hmm. and his staff. Let us down by not existing. Mm-hmm. So this, this this has been sitting in the freezer for a bit. It's got a little bit of freezer burn on it. Another way to look but at it is I'll this still was, this was <laughs> it's all we got. Uh, a, <laughs> yeah.
2: Another way of looking at it is this was brought by a robot that had bad navigation, <laughs> and so yeah. it's just now getting to us. But yeah, the, the pile of cards was on the robot's tray. <laughs> yeah. it's just been running laps around
0: dining room table seven for yeah. like the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. So it, I but hope it, you it,
1: enjoy it because it's the best we've
0: got.
2: It's fixed now. Yeah. We're good to go. Um, the important
0: thing is that we're not going to do better, even though we could. But anyway, <laughs> with that, Parker, what are we reading first?
2: So this is these are uh, mini extravaganza uh, releases that were are not going to. These are not the uh, errata for old cards for characters that already exist. These are all new ones that are coming out in the future. Uh, not precisely sure exactly when, but sometime either before the end of this year, or very uh, uh, spring uh, quarter of the next year. So the first ones on our list are the ones coming in the new Rivals pack between uh, King T'Challa and Killmonger, Usurper. Um, King T'Challa is now uh, a five-threat Black Panther, as opposed to his old um, four-threat. He has seven health on both sides. He has fours across the board in his defenses, and he moves long at size two. Still moves long. He's got a cool new attack called Vibranium Spear. It's now range three with six dice energy. He does gain power for all the damage he deals. Um, if the character that he's targeting is within two of him, he can reroll up to two of his attack dice. If they aren't, then he can move them, if they're size three or less, towards him short. So this is very similar, if not identical, to Magneto's attack. Uh, but Magneto gets to reroll all of your dice. He only rerolls two but the second and the second he has part, a max
0: size push as well.
2: Okay, so Magneto can do anybody. He can do yep. only. Okay. Um so what do you
0: guys think about his builder and his base stats?
3: I think you need to skip 3 down and read bound and then we can talk about his builder.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay.
3: So bound, Okay, so
0: just oh, base stats then. What do you guys think about base
2: stats? Uh fucking amazing. Yeah, holy shit. This guy is tilted hard.
0: Uh, he's pretty comparable to Thor, except that he's speed long instead of having extra hit point. But yeah, I mean, it seems, seems like a solid brick.
3: Like, I don't know what else you want from a five threat, right? Seven health, mm-hmm. move long, triple four, like, uh,
2: fucking ship it. You're, yeah, you're not supposed to, I, in my opinion, you're not supposed to have seven health fours and long. I, that, that's unusual. That's, the
0: long is definitely the outlier for five. Yeah. Everything else is pretty standard, honestly. Like mm-hmm. f- 14, 15 hit points is pretty standard. Um, the 4s, like not having a weakness is nice, but but usually we see a little something. Jeremy, do you have any thoughts so far?
1: Uh, Just hearing the builder is pretty strong along (laughs) with those stats. All right, Parkett, let's
0: hear the rest of his kit. Uh,
2: His spender is range 2 with 8 dice for 4 power. has a wild throw, medium if the target is size 3 or less, and then he can advance medium after he does so. He is a Wakanda affiliation leader, much to my chagrin. They keep printing them. Uh, <laughs> this one's called Strength of the Ancestors. Once per turn, when an allied character pushes an enemy character, if that character contacts a terrain feature during the push, it suffers one. So basically, it kind of throws – it turns pushes into like you're being thrown into it uh, something. You do take one damage. Yeah.
0: The- the other thing doesn't suffer the collision, but absolutely it turns a push into a throw, effectively.
2: Right. Uh, for but for only the character that's being pushed, only for the target. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not. It's it is specifically not a collision. So anything that reduces collision damage, this would bypass. Uh, it, he also has bound, uh, which is an interesting kind of. Uh, change to leap Uh, he doesn't throw himself anymore instead for three power he places himself two and then his vibranium spear attack adds two dice to his roll so it's think of it kind of like the miles and amazing spider-man place only this one only places two and it increases the spear attack by two like the others do he has royal rebuke uh, which is a reactive power costs two after attack carding, this character is resolved. If the attacking character is within three of him, then you roll four dice and roll uh crits and wilds to damage. So this is very similar to counter strike, only it's range three instead of range two, like several counter strikes. Uh, counter strike's
0: range
2: three. Oh it is? I thought most of them were range two. Then I am then I have misread them. Finally, um he has he's the first new model with ghost rider's passive when another allied character is dealt damage by any enemy effect he gains one power power sorry yes heart okay heart. he gains he gains <clears throat> so, one bit of hope
0: <laughs> yeah let's just start in uh leadership what do people think of his leadership
3: uh lower tier not without uses and not useless I guess that's very synonymous. Uh, But if I had to pick like an average leadership across the board, this would be below that. Uh, I'll expand. Two reasons. Uh, One, you have to have specific models to take advantage of it, which is not impossible. Uh, Although the thing that really upsets me is that when you think of people who push a Wakanda, Jeremy, who comes to mind?
1: Black Panther?
3: Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Panther and Shuri. And one of them can't fucking use this. That just kills me. Uh, Anyway. Uh, The second thing is they have to contact a terrain feature. I really think it should have been terrain feature or model.
0: Yeah, I think they should just said if the movement is stopped or something along those lines.
3: Right. Um, (coughs) Because against a team that's throwing terrain, like there's not going to be a lot on the board, period, much less where you're pushing people. Uh, So that's the negative. The the, the plus is if you get it set up right. And I've played against this leadership once. Uh, and Shuri quad-pushes you, um, and yeah, that's just super bad. All right, or sorry, she pushes you twice, which ends up with four automatic damage. Assuming she deals damage
0: with the, the shot. Correct, like you're she assuming does. she does
3: yeah, one yeah. damage with the six dice.
0: Uh, you can also Spirit of and she can effectively deal six damage in a round. Uh,
3: yes. Mm-hmm. So. Oh no,
0: no, 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 sorry, it's once per turn.
3: Oh. Yeah, she can only this do three. This leadership is bad. Never mind. Bad. Okay, this is yeah, actually bad. really bad. Yeah, 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 this, <laughs> yeah this, this, this is this uh, is claw two Yeah, we're moving on. Yeah, this uh, this so leadership, leadership is not gets uh, like <laughs> yeah, Edit out
2: everything.
0: Leadership I said. gets an F for only in friendly games.
2: The, only, the uh, yeah, I would say the only thing that the only way you could look at this, and maybe I'm wrong, but if you really value auto damage like once per turn, like with models like Juggernaut, who tends to do maybe one auto damage uh, during his turn then this is kind of makes everyone on your list that can push similar to that. But if you're like, ah, I don't have a lot of value in that, then you're correct, this doesn't have a lot of value. But if you love things like auto damage, then it does auto damage.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving past that, um, bound is clearly good. I mean, uh, mobility plus damage is clearly a good thing. Um, Do you think it puts him in line with other five-pointers for damage? Anybody?
3: Yes. No one else is going to go. I will.
0: Yeah. uh, Nobody wants to talk. Uh, Well, when you said exactly
2: five pointers for damage, my, my, when you said that I went, okay, I immediately started just like checking it as fast as I could against other five pointers. Mm. And his basic is stronger than a lot of five pointers. I don't know if his whole kit does as much damage because he can't throw unless he does his spender. But if he, if his basic gets him for power and then he can do his spender, he should be doing just as much damage, if not more, I think.
0: So yeah, it puts him to an 8-dice builder with 2 re-rolls if he gets to range 2. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems pretty good. Uh, uh, he can also do the Vibranium Spear to clear off points. Uh, you can place out of range, do an 8-dice attack that pushes. Like He seems to be very flexible, which I like.
3: Yeah, so the playstyle that I don't like, unless I'm playing it, is Spirit of Wakanda. So <laughs> uh, King T'Challa could end up with 3 power to start the game. Look at that. Bound costs three power. So you move long, you place, and right off the rip, you're attacking past the midline at eight dice, reroll two. Noticeably past the midline because he's range three. Uh, yeah, but you need to get the rerolls, you need to be within range two.
0: Sure, but pushing isn't irrelevant either on the
3: first turn. You are correct. Um, I'm more worried about my character just fucking dying, despite the fact that I'm sitting like Toad, you know, hops up, grabs a grabs an extract at quote-unquote safe mm-hmm. distance uh, until King T'Challa's across from him. And I haven't actually measured that out, but somewhere close to that is his range 2 re-roll range. Um, yeah, it's so a I, lot.
0: I understand that everybody wants to do the 8 dice with 2 re-rolls, but if you look at it in the reverse for a second, if he places to just barely tag you at range 3, mm-hmm. it's 6 dice with 2 re-rolls followed by, or sorry, 8 dice attack followed by a 6-die attack with 2 re-rolls which makes his damage a little bit more consistent, but also is effectively extending his effective range. Because if you're only considering him being deadly within range two, you have the place range three for effectively two eight dice attacks, which is very
3: efficient still. Sure. I mean, compare it to, to New Cable, right, who just came out with mm. uh, you know, five dice reroll two effectively as his design uh, model. Uh, now, to that, you'll add a terrain throw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's he's putting out better dice than Cable is, I think. Uh, so, and just like Ghost Rider's ability, like you can't just ignore him. Mm-hmm. Because you kill the team, he just gets powered up and he's able to, you know. I mean, heaven help you if he can bound, uh, put eight dice, reroll roll two, followed by a spender every goddamn turn. Because he's gaining power off of his builder, which is doing insane amounts of dice. And every time you, you, you hurt his team... Uh, So I'm concerned that he is game or he will be game warping in the same manner that uh, like Thanos is. Like when I see Thanos cross the table, it's usually like nothing matters but killing Thanos. Like if you see King T'Challa, I think you just have to kill him.
1: The good news is is he is killable. Yep. Like he doesn't have a stupid armor. I'd rather see this guy than that stupid armor that he has with the other one.
0: Yeah, I'm actually in the same boat. I, I get. I think he's good, but I would rather see him than Black Panther 1.
3: Uh, I don't disagree. I was just talking about all the good things about him. I totally understand oh, he yeah. does not have the, the counts. Yeah, box, this guy so. will
1: blitz your ass and kill you. Absolutely. But then at least yeah. you can kill him back.
3: Yep. This is
0: maybe the best five-cost assassin model we've seen. Because he's, he's very mobile. Well, he's not very mobile, but he's very fast. Like, speed long plus a place to attacking at range three, doing extra at range two,
3: this guy can get somewhere and take somebody out pretty easily. I mean, how about a spender followed by a bounce followed by a builder? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yes, I think he's both mobile and fast.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Normally models uh, like this have to choose and he doesn't have to, he's just going, he's going to have all, he's going to have the power. He's going to have to, he's going to, he's, you can't, like you said, you can't just let him be and hope he never builds it. Like he's not like a, like a saber apex predator, you're just like, well, if I don't touch you and you never roll well, you'll be you'll be no threat. But this guy, you're like, he mm-hmm. is a threat. He will be there. He will attack. He will do damage. So, what can um. you do to make sure he's not on the board doing that?
3: Yeah, I don't think he's oppressive. Kill him. Yeah, he's not oppressive because you can kill him. But I am scared mm-hmm. to see what tactics cards come with him. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I do want to point out to you guys, Defender of Wakanda is much, much better than Ghost Rider's ability. Yeah. Because this is not attack, yeah. it is effect. Yeah. So if you do an attack that throws somebody, both of them trigger because mm-hmm. they're
3: separate instances of damage. And if it was based off an attack that threw, he would gain three power, just like A-Force.
0: If you threw somebody into another ally, Like if yes. you have a before damage yeah. is
3: dealt throw, Yes you could end up gaining three power off of the one attack that your opponent made. Uh, like I said, I'm scared of him having, you know, 10 power every time he activates and just murdering the world with it. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to have
0: power. That's that's the thing. Because you can't ignore him because he gets too much power on his own. Um, so he's going to have probably four power by turn two when he activates. Uh, or more. Or more. Um Yeah. So definitely good on the damage, good on the mobility. Uh, he is kind of a loner. He doesn't really help anybody else, and he just wants to get in there and fight. So, um, But he has definitely got a glass jaw. Not really yeah. a glass jaw, but yeah, he's, he doesn't have like the survivability backup that a lot of those five-pointers have. Mm-hmm. Like He feels kind of like Thor to me. Because Thor has a little bit more utility than he does, but whereas where this guy's just a hundred percent in on the damage, um, but yeah, I think I think that's where he's at for me is Thor.
3: He's Thor without Probably. Odin's.
0: I mean, Odin's is key to, key to Thor, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, also the leadership. Like these are two leaders, yes. and like Thor has a good leadership. This guy has a bad leadership. Yeah, but I was gonna, he has I don't... more damage, but no board control, no debuffing, nothing. He's just trying to kill people.
3: I mean, he pushes and throws, but sure. I
0: mean, I think he kills pretty pretty fucking well, but that's all he does.
3: Yep. Yeah, but
0: Thor can just like walk up and throw Malekith, right?
3: Yep. I would mean, say three times. I mean, every yeah. character has a role, and it's a little bit different mm-hmm. with everyone they make. Like, I'm not displeased with this model design, like the rule set. Yes, ready for uh, his friend who comes with
2: him. His frenemy, Killmonger, <laughs> Usurper. Uh... Injadaka has uh, a stat line of 4-3-4 four, four in his defenses. He has 6 health on both sides. He has 4 costed, size 2, medium move. Uh, his vibranium weapons come back, but they are a little bit different. They are energy, uh, uh, still, range 2, 5 dice. He gains power, equals damage dealt, and a pierce, which I think his old ones are range 3, right? They're exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly the same? Oh, I thought the old ones were range 3. Nope. His spend is okay. range 3. Okay, so no, they're precisely the same as his old ones. Covert armament—that's new. Uh, it's a range four attack that uh, gains one power with four dice. If he is with, if the target character is within two of him, it cannot modify its defense dice during this attack. This actually comes up a couple different times on his kit. Uh, Kilo- Killiluna's Fury is his spender, range three with six dice. Uh, for three power, you add dice to the attack roll equal to the character's current damage. And, sorry, this character's current damage. So as he takes damage, Kalilunia's Fury gets more dice. The target character cannot modify its defense dice during this attack. Same as the other one if he's within two. This one ever. So in best case scenario is he could do 11 dice with this if he's only on one health.
3: I mean, worst case scenario, he can, uh, no matter the cost, spend her ASM turn one for... Nine, nine dice, no mods. Mm-hmm. Like, uh,
1: That's cute. Yeah. it's cute. Ka-cha! <laughs>
3: he can
2: also do something like if he already has some damage on him, he could use it no matter the cost at the correct amount that he needs to to be mm-hmm. on one if he wants to do 11 dice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a really effective way to
3: use uh, health as a currency. I just know that I am sick and fucking tired already of ASM diving my points. Turn one. <laughs> in the past week and a half so what about them diving your models uh that's fine but <laughs> i actually no, no model should be like i'm gonna stay i'm gonna double move turn one to be ranged two and a half from all of your models and just give you the fucking finger
2: i actually uh, come to think of that the no matter what the cost is uh doub- really doubles down to this because if you start the turn with four power and three health you can just just do two spinders both with 11 yeah. dice that's pretty that that's not hard to do <laughs> that's really cool
0: yep let's uh finish out his kit
2: he has a new affiliation uh leadership for wakanda strength of the new generation uh it's similar to wing it uh, in that you during the power phase you can choose allied three allied characters to get herb tokens during uh, the character, sorry, when the character is attacking, which doesn't necessarily have to be during their turn, but, but when they're attacking, they can spend one of the, their one herb token to gain one die to its attack roll, the single one it does. At the end of the round, if there's any herbs still left on characters, you remove them all. For any character that gets one removed at that time, they suffer a damage and gain a power. It has uh, He has Pounce, which is the same pounce as we've had before. He throws himself short for two power. Um, untamed Force. Uh, after an attacking, after attack targeting this character is resolved, he can uh, if the attacking character is within two, he can immediately do a Vibranium's weapons attack, targeting the attacker. So basically he gets to attack back for two power
3: with his base. Same
0: as Sabretooth. Yeah. Uh,
2: cool. So
0: you cannot choose to not do his leadership, I believe.
3: It says up to three, so you can choose. Not okay, to up to three. Yeah, I was looking for the May and I didn't see it. Gotcha.
0: Um. Okay, that helps. Pounce
2: is pretty standard. Like I mentioned, if you wanted to, uh, if you have a retaliatory strike, including him, for example, so you could use his. If you gave, if he gave himself an herb token, he could use it when he untamed forces someone. If mm-hmm. you wanted to, mm-hmm. yeah. So built-in synergy there.
0: Interesting. He's very samey to the original Killmonger, in my opinion. Um, usually they make them more different, considering he's the same point cost. He just seems slightly different. So you give up charge for counterattack.
2: And, well, charge and for pounce, pounce, right? You exchange uh, charge and
0: pounce. Kind of, yeah.
2: Pounce, Actually, pounce should be better some of the time, but not all the time.
0: It's better if you're already there. It's definitely worse on the first turn.
2: mm-hmm. <clears throat>
3: I mean, he uh, seems fine. I, having played a lot in two Warriors recently, uh, the can't mod dice on two of his attacks is uh, a significant selling point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not unconvinced that you run him and the old Killmonger uh, or pick your fours, and he is a uh, tech piece into certain rosters.
2: He would like enjoy Magneto's like, magnetic fraction not working. He would enjoy that, that kind of thing.
3: Yep, I would. The spender is pure gas. I love the spender, and I think that's why you run this mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the, the leadership for a second? Um, how strong? So first of all, I want to talk about the, the second clause. Uh, I'll be honest, yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, I understand so the mechanics. I don't goal, understand why it even
0: exists. It's only a goal if you're trying to generate extra power. So you could intentionally give out tokens to characters you just want three power on on the second turn. I think it's actually like an intentional choice you make. Not like a, oops, I forgot to attack. Like I don't think that's supposed to be there, but um So I think it's there specifically so you can go like, Oh I have Black Cat. My black cat's gonna have three power on turn two and you're gonna have to deal with that. And there's just nothing you can like let's okay. go. I like it. I'll yep.
3: just pay I'll just pay a health to have three power. Or healing factor characters. Like, uh yeah, we're just gonna power up all of them with these herbs turn one. They'll all heal the power when they activate turn two, or heal the damage rather.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that works. Okay. Um, it is fine, I think. I, I think the leadership is bad. Um, one attack die around is, you know, it's just worse than winging it, unless you think that the gaining a power thing is super good.
3: It is definitely worse. I'm not sure how much
0: worse. It's I think it's pretty substantially worse. So just from the attacking point of view, two re-rolls after seeing the dice versus one extra die before seeing the dice is noticeably better like so if you count the extra crit chance it's like 0. 0.4 damage um wait hold on 0. 0.4 damage for the extra die or per die
3: Where one die has to be greater than oh are because you... it's two re-rolls versus one extra die Sure. The extra die. Yeah. So you're only
0: Shh. looking at the chance of that die critting, but you also have to make the decision before rolling. So if you have an effect that modifies all dice in your pool, like dark rain, it's good, but that's the
3: only time and they don't have that in Wakanda. And so, uh, so what yeah, re- it's really good. in the people who you can't mod into you're attacking black cat or uh, Angela, right? If you can't mod your dice, it's much better to add.
0: Sure. In those very specific examples, sure. it's clearly better because one is does nothing. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm seeing, like the, 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 the effective benefit is almost twice as good. It's like, it's like 95% better.
3: I will buy that. Uh, What I really buy is the fact that you don't have to choose. You can, you have knowledge with the other one. Yeah. Choosing after
0: solely choosing after is way better because you can choose when they blank out or you can see, oh, I'm going to leave you on one. I'll spend it. It's like in this one, it's more like X-Force leadership where it's just like, ah, just one more sometimes. Like whatever so i get uh, I guess
3: here here's where i where I question your assessment d-, d the fact that it is worse than guardians does that make it bad? That's my question, yes, okay, I think
0: guardians' leadership is bad,
3: well, then this would be trash, okay,
0: yeah, now, guardians' leadership is not worthless, but like you're primarily playing guardians in my opinion because of the package, not because of the leadership, as where like storm is kind of the opposite. It's like, you're playing Storm Leadership because she, or Storm Leadership was really good. And now that's changed a bit, but it's still strong. The, but we're only talking about the effectiveness on attacking. It doesn't work on defense, and it doesn't work on dodges. Like, it's way worse than Guardian's Leadership. Yep, I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, like, let's say you had a character, and like, you got staggered in the middle of the turn and thrown away. Now you just take a damage, and there's nothing you can do about it. Maybe you get dazed in the cleanup phase. It's not the end of the world, or maybe you just take an extra damage. Like There are times that you're just not going to get to attack. Yeah. Also, you could spend the herb token to add a die to the attack, and they could cancel the attack with stuff like Lifesaver.
3: Uh, that I don't think it does. Does it not? What so does it, add? it says add one die to its attack roll. It doesn't say at the when you target so, I think it's While at While
0: a character with an herb token is attacking, mm-hmm. it may spend a token to add one die to its attack roll. Okay, so, so it, it would be after the targeting yeah, step. It's the
3: dice creation step, dice pool creation. So, that's good.
0: That's so true. So, I you can... can't cancel it.
3: I can get on board that it is uh, below the power curve. I mean, it's definitely better in Black Panther's leadership. 1,000%. Uh,
0: yeah. I don't know that it's better than original Black Panther's leadership. 1,000%. Thousand 1,000% percent. Thousand percent better. <laughs>
3: Are you you're saying this is a thousand percent better, or Black Panther's leadership is a thousand percent better? Um, I'm being facetious, saying that this okay. is better, only for me because I hate Black Panther's leadership.
0: I understand that you don't like it, but as yeah. from just a power standpoint, I think Black Panther's still better. Which means that which is bad, right? Like two new leaders that both have garbage leaderships. What do we what do we think overall as
2: Killmonger? I I was just going to mention that I think I don't think you guys are totally off base with Wakanda. Uh, the strength of the new generation, but I do like his leadership for one reason, which is unless you forget it, Aaron, it will happen. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) that's true of every leadership. No, it's not like there are lots (laughs) of leaderships. No, I have played sin. It's possible for sin to never happen. Like it's, there is a function in the game that allows her leadership to never occur. So even if you don't forget it, it's possible for it to never occur. Uh, Storm's leadership. Now I've I've already played a game, the new story leadership. Now the the care he could mm. have better organized his models to make sure to leap, but we never no one ever made an attack outside of range two. It's just possible for that to happen. And I don't think that's in a crazy corner case. You will get to give out three tokens. They will add one die each or give you a power and a damage. I think I I think I value any leadership that I'm sure will happen. That I don't need to pick particular models. I think you absolutely get better with healing models like Aaron intimated. I think you also get better if you want to use the token for a, a attack die. I think it is better if your model counts skulls or if your model can reroll dice. If you can make each of those dice, you know, stickier somehow. Um, so I I actually value strength of intergeneration generation more highly because unless you never attack, you'll still get a damage, uh, which you actually get a value out of it. Uh, damage and a power, sorry. Um, and it will happen. Not just because you forgot to make it happen. Um, it will happen because you're rolling dice, you're playing the game. There's not a circumstance okay, in which your I, leadership doesn't work.
0: So I understand that if you're playing Storm Leadership, your opponent can make the choice to never make an attack against you outside of range two. But that is literally the leadership doing something. It's forcing your opponent to make a decision that is arguably bad. To circumvent your leadership. Well, no, and on this one, I just I just want to say real quick, on this one, if you actually do forget to use it, it's actually worse because it penalizes you for forgetting, because you could take damage because you forgot to add a die.
2: Oh, I was intimating like uh, you forgot to put the tokens out in general, which sometimes happens because you just forget to use the leadership. Not that you forget to use it. Um, I suppose there is a case in which you don't want the damage, but I'm I'm talking about if you're using it you can use it strategically with healing models, right? You could use it you could use it strategically to make a better damage dealer better Um, I think this is a better leadership than any one of those that says roll a dice to make something happen or in this very particular circumstance you can spend a power to make something happen, I think this is much better than those because it passively gives you something that you're going to use during the game no matter what Um, so I, I think okay, so just, I just want to make sure. So it's
0: better than Sin leadership. I think we all agree with that. Sin leadership is pretty bad. Um, Who's uh, whose leadership are you talking about? That like, in ba- I think has...
2: it, 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 I think it's better than Baku's.
0: Okay, um, Aaron, do you want to do you want to go
1: or I can't. I just
3: can't. <laughs> you look triggered.
1: <laughs> um. So I, I let's just move on to something a little different about this. Okay. So the one thing about both of these models that has to be included is what happens when each one of them attacks three times in a turn. Um hmm. I think that changes the dynamic on both of these models and it it like changes everything around entirely. It's like yeah, their leadership is this and they do these things, but what happens when they attack three times instead of the normal two? Wakanda Forever is a dumb fucking card. Like hmm. both of these models are going to be enhanced by that completely insane because of Wakanda. Um and their Wakandan models. So, so, with that, they're going to be interesting and fun.
3: So, I have. Uh, those I have are a fin- that's my opinion. Go ahead. A final final thought: uh, These models are neither trash nor overpowered, broken. Uh, I think they would be fine to slot into Wakanda. They're not going to change fundamentally how Wakanda plays. I'm happy for Wakanda to get two new models, uh, who may or may not have leaderships. You want to put on the table. End of discussion. Mm. For me.
1: Okay, I was getting ready to add one thing, but then you said end of discussion.
3: I, I, I said for me, I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh,
1: okay. Um, my restaurant is hiring. <laughs> I just need to make sure everyone knew that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, we know.
1: God rest my soul. Uh, I
0: think these two leaderships are probably the worst of the four, but I think strength of a new generation is definitely the most comparable to original black Panthers. Uh, And I I don't think it's bad. I just think it's limited. I think if uh, most affiliations said that you get to basically add three attack dice around, that's, it's not bad, but it's it's definitely the right home about. It's decent. I don't think it, I don't think if the thing you need, you thought you needed was three more attack dice in a round. uh, I think you're doing fine. So, all right, what, what is next, sir?
2: Uh, next, we're going to jump over to some mutants. The the first mutant we're going to talk about is Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler is a bag of movement tech. He's four-costed. He has six health on the front side and five health on the back. Otherwise, he's identical with four physical, three energy, and three mystic defense. He has teleporting strike. It is a uh, builder uh, range three, five dice. He has a special effect called Ha Ha! Which I think is beautiful um after damage is dealt if he is not within two of the target character the target character gains stun so basically if you're attacking with outside of two but within three because that's the range they are stunned after damage he also has brimstone blitz it is uh, a one cost spender range two with five dice only but you do add dice to the attack equal to the number of times this character has been placed this turn so if he uses all of his place effects in different ways He does have on a crit and hit, it does gain flurry. Um, You make an additional attack action, any action, but it must target the targeting character. So if you have another power, you can use Brimstone Blitz again. You do not need to use Teleporting Strike. Unlike with some flurries, automatically default to the basic attack. This one, you can use the Brimstone Blitz a second time. Cool. What else we got? Uh, he has the ability called Bamf. His trademark teleportation, uh, uh, he spins between one to three power. You place him within that much distance of where he is currently. Um, you can only use that once per turn. He also has Puff of Smoke, which is a zero cost. When this character makes an attack after damage is dealt, you can use it immediately to place within two of the target. Uh, then he has Ugenblick, Uh, acrobatics which is two costed with this character is targeted by a physical or energy attack or makes a dodge roll he can add two dice to his defense or dodge roll for two power and then finally invisible and shadow while this character is within one inch of a terrain feature of size two or more Characters must be within three to target him. So it's it's another one of those stealth not stealth, so anything mm-hmm. that ignores stealth specifically doesn't work against it, but it's conditional on him being close to terrain. He's also a wall crawler. That seems relevant. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Did we ever come to a conclusion on like the most dice he could roll with his brimstone assuming or the first brimstone attack?
1: I don't remember it. So he like, can place the, uh, him, he can place himself one.
0: Yeah, so the expectation was we were playing an X Men Gold, so he's going to Storm Hop, um, Puff of Smoke after the first attack, use his Bamf, that's three. And then, so the first Brimstone Blitz is going to be a one cost, eight dice attack that had cost him a grand total of three power. Because one for the Storm Hop, one for Bamf, and then one for the Spender. <clears throat> and then, if you hit the Flurry of
2: Blows, each one costs you one more and adds an additional die. Um,. However, every single time he attacks, he can puff of smoke again because that's mm-hmm. any time after damage is dealt, he may disappear. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it adds one more die. Right. So if he keeps flurrying and puffing, then he keeps adding more dice. Yes. But he does have to spend one
3: each time he does if he wants to keep using it. Yeah. It's words. still a
0: spender and it doesn't generate power.
3: Right. So, so I see the, the global internet, like, you know, falling in love with this guy. And all I can say is I hope they're wrong. Hmm. Because, yes, if he just, like, one rounds Hulk, that's fucking stupid.
0: Uh, the crit hit is not that hard to trigger. It is only very marginally harder than the crit itself. So if you basically just consider it a 1 in 9. Um,
3: yeah, that still doesn't make me happy. Yeah, I know. I mean, you shouldn't have a cost. that... See, here's the question. How reliable is it? Because triggers are triggers. You either hit them or you don't. And uh, here's the thing for me, he is costed as if he's going to hit this trigger, but he's not costed as if he's going to hit it infinitely. So I don't know how to evaluate him without having ever played him or played against him, right?
0: Yeah. It does force you to use, I mean, if we're starting off with the assumption that he's using Storm Leadership, right? Well, what if you're not? You could also play him in Midnight Suns quite easily for the bump. Yep. Um... And honestly, we, we don't know what affiliations he's in yet. He could be in a couple different places. Um, you do have to place him that turn for the extra dice, so you can't use stuff like Lockjaw. Um, yeah, I th- mean, there's definitely a real chance that this guy is just going to accidentally kill whoever he attacks,
1: right? Like I mean, how many just, times? you You should just kind of assume he's going to attack you three times, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you're saying with the, the builder than the spender yeah. in one additional. You would think. Yeah, I think I that's, mean, that's a fair bet. I mean, yeah, I would assume. It's like a s well, I mean, it's just the same, basically the same math as mortal Hulk hitting is wild. It's like, yeah, it's technically like an 80 percenter, but, you know, it's, he has eight chances at hitting a one in eight. Like, that's, it's not going to happen every time, but it might fucking happen for a while. And then once he starts rolling 12, 14 dice, well, now it's just more and more likely every time he does it. And so it's, can you get 10 power on him? And if you get 10 power on him, can he do it eight times? Maybe.
3: I'm also not a fan of his teleporting strike having auto stun. Like, what, <clears throat> yeah. the, what the hell? So you, uh, do have to, mean, the, it's a,
2: you do have to be farther away, but you'll automatically get closer after
3: that. Sure, you but can. if he only had a superpower that let him place farther mm-hmm. away from the character that he wants to use. Yeah, if you're right. sure
2: if you're sure you want to stun, you can spend one,
0: like like one yeah. or two. Like, I mean, the, be yeah. The part that's actually gonna be annoying is he's just gonna like stun two people and teleport away. Like he doesn't need to get closer. It's a May.
2: Yep. And I can tell you anybody who's played Angela before will will tell you that you can really hopscotch a bunch. You can like you can be hopscotching across the opponent's army with and she, you know, she has a range two place two. This guy's a range three place two. He will definitely be able to move Get a you know just use your army like a ladder and just cross a field
3: hmm. now his his biggest weakness is uh like no defensive tech other than his add two dice, and those are yeah. not against mystic, so uh really against all of x men stocks up big on mystic attacks, so you take someone like ancient one into him and knock him wood, she should be able to you know i hate reliably, but she should be able to put significant amounts of damage into him. Like blade, ancient one, mm. maw. Like any of your, you're good at, you're good at uh, mystic attackers.
2: Yeah, magic. Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange two, Sorcerer yep. Supreme.
0: So, does anybody have overall thoughts? I feel like uh, he is exciting and looks fun, but not overly impressive.
2: I, I, I as a huge Nightcrawler fan, back when I originally remember the Uncanny X Men, you know, mm. eons ago. I I think he feels exactly like Nightcrawler should feel. I think it it's it, it looks perfect. I want him to constantly be moving, I want him to constantly be attacking on it from every direction. Mm-hmm. Um I love the design space. I think he's gonna be super fun to play. I disagree with you know with the internet and I agree with, with you that he I don't think he's gonna be oppressive. He's just going mm-hmm. to be exciting from anybody who's a I... big fan of the character. I think this is another one of those times where Atomic Mass definitely nailed a character. Um, mm. I also think they were not generous by making him a four. Um, sure. I th- I think they, they erred on the side of this, mo- this most, this much mobility should cost more. Um, yeah. So the, like, I think they erred to that.
0: He's definitely winning mobility. Um, yeah. But like, everyone's freaking out about him a little bit. Like now they're not going crazy, but like people are talking about him a lot. It's like, can you just tell me which four he's displacing from your list? Is it Logan? Mm-hmm. Is it Psylocke? Is it Colossus? Is right. it like maybe Colossus? He's not pushing Cyclops out. He's not pushing Rogue out. I don't think. Like I don't. I don't see it. Like the, their list already has so many strong fours that he just seems like a fun thematic model that you'll play at your local shop, but you probably won't take to tournaments.
3: Hmm. I really hope you guys are wrong, but I have a. I have a. I have a little ping in my gut that tells me. We'll see. I mean,
0: if he is the secret tech versus Hulk and Thanos, sure. (laughs) Like, I guess we'll see.
3: I just wish his Brimstone Blitz had been like three power, not five. So then it starts at six and goes up from there. But I don't really like to live in the woulda, coulda, shoulda world.
0: I don't think he gets played at all if that's the case. We'll see. Yeah. I think that would have probably been the case if he was a three-pointer maybe they would have knocked the hit point off of them or something. I don't know. We'll see. Like you said,
1: Jeremy, did you have any final thoughts on Nightcrawler? I just think it's interesting how the, the rosters are starting to get flushed out with so many models that can place themselves. I mean, Logan was already mm. super strong and now this guy is just going to slot in there and it, it's going to be tough keeping up, you know? Um, I don't know where the meta is going and what this guy can do. I think it's always interesting having a model in your list that, like, uh, you kind of go, well, let's just see what happens here. You know, and Hmm. hopefully, I I hate having it against me. (laughs) You kind of got to, like, clench your butthole and go, "Uh, please, God, don't let this happen right now. But this guy could take out anything at any time. It's cool. Whatever. He's a superhero. Do it. (laughs) All right. What is next?
2: up next is uh, what I constantly call Black Cat. Shadow Cat.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's just a terrible misname that I give all the time. But uh, Kitty Pride will be in the game. She is a three cost long mover with five health uh, on both sides. She's identical on both sides. She has threes across the board in defense and she's a size two. She has a physical attack called the Phasing Strike. At range 2, with only 4 dice, she does gain damage for, uh, shows gain power for damage dealt. During the attack, the defending character does not add crits to its defense roll, and does not add additional dice for crits. So even though it's low attack dice, it prevents them from using crits at all. Crits are dead. It has a wild sidestep, which places the character within one of itself. Then she has a uh, range 3, 4 dice attack that builds 1 power. It's energy called Ginnum Lockheed. The dragon uses its flame breath. It does have a wild incinerate on it. Then her spender is called Intangible Assault. It is range 3 with 7 dice and 3 power. Again, the character that she's targeting does not get crits at all. The crits are totally dead. And it has a wild called Ghosted. After the attack is resolved, place the character within 2 of itself. So it, it is literally it's that intangible. Assault is almost identical to facing strike. It's just upgraded slightly. You get three more dice and for three power and one extra range.
3: Uh, so if by slightly you mean incredibly immensely, then yes, I agree with you. It well, what, what I mean literally is literally it is a
0: <laughs> adventure with more stuff.
2: Right. What I'm saying is it is cheaper. it is a direct upgrade. Right. It's a direct upgrade mm-hmm. to the builder. That that I will get. <laughs> A lot of spenders mm. are somehow like mechanically different. This one is yeah. not.
0: Nope. Well it's just saying that all of her personal attacks ignore the crit thing. Like that's just like what her theme. Mm-hmm. Uh I very much do not like the spender on this model. I think it's way too good.
3: Okay, I'd best say I love it, but yeah. okay. No, <laughs> no,
0: it's this seems like a clear oversight on a three point model.
3: Wanna talk about her
2: uh Sure. Uh phase rush is a cost two power that places her within two. That's it. Um, can't touch this is a re- uh, reactive power and it costs two when this character or an allied character within two is targeted by a physical or energy attack or would make a dodge roll she can spend two power to add two dice to the defense or dodge roll if this character or the ally is pushed or thrown by the special rules of that attack after the effect is resolved you may place the pushed or thrown character within one of itself finally she has stealth
3: I think this model is pushed. Mhm. Um but unlike like Nightcrawler, which I think might be pushed to an NPE. So that's why that's my concern with with Nightcrawler is it's just an NPE when you one round your Hulk. Like Shadowcat is not going to uh there's no NPE there. She just does a lot of really good things. Uh which is offset by the fact that she's uh 333 with 10 total health. Like she is on the a, the low end of three survivability. But I love Intangible Assault. That Spender is fire. And I super love Can't Touch This, the adding dice. Because under Steve, it costs one. And at that point, you can actually start to synergize a list around her adding dice to her allies. Granted, it's only within two, and not against Mystic. Uh, but normally you pay, in terms of threat value, for that type of an ability, Unless it's on Dark Star. And if you compare Darkstar to Shadowcat, uh, you've got one winner, and I won't even give you a guess.
0: Yeah. So my frustrating part with this model for me is that it's so scripted on how to play her. Because it's just you double move, or single move even, to the middle-ish, uh, stand on a point if you want. Or there's a lot of plays I know that people have been talking about because she's the first long mover in X-Men, that she turns on some aspect of Storm's leadership. Um Maybe they fix that with the place thing, but I don't think so. Um, but she's going to set up for turn two, and then just immediately you can use get 'em Lockheed, which might incinerate them, gives you the third power you need, and you immediately intangible assault a model that might be incinerated, that also you've cut out over 30% of their blocks on the attack roll, and she's doing the attack of basically a four-pointer. Like, she's just clearly pushed. And then even, like, her survivability stuff, like... Yeah, she's probably in the bottom half of three pointers, but she's not worthless on defense. Like she has stealth. She has um the ability to add dice. Like she's not the worst defensive model in the game. Sure. And so yeah, I, I feel she this model is pushed as well.
2: Uh thematically, I love that they took a character that ostensibly is invulnerable, right? Like how do you beat uh, a person with ghost god mode, right? Which is, like, what her superpower is. Like, how do you beat her? And the answer is, you can't really, I guess, unless you can fly, because she, <laughs> she can't come after you if you're flying. But she has a pet dragon. Um,
0: I oh, love that they just think...
2: made her a three-coster, uh, and yet she is just as broken as her power set implies. I think it, I, I I love that they just went and did it from a design standpoint. I'm uh, oh, sorry, as a... Uh, Keeping it real to the character standpoint. At the same time, I don't know if it's good for the game that she is so strong. But I I literally
0: totally disagree with that. So my my issue is not that she's like too good. Well, I guess it is too good. But like, how is it true to the character? Explain how this model is intangible to me with her rules. Like she hits harder than vision, or not harder than vision, but as hard as vision. Like that doesn't make sense. Like why does she have a seven dice spender that ignores crits? That's
2: it's ridiculous. Well the idea is that she she can ignore all defensive beautiful things, right? You you have armor, you got force fields. If they affect matter and that's what they're affecting, she can just walk right through them. Just like, that's the reason why Synthesoid Avenger is what it is, is that he is using his ability to mm-hmm. just go inside of your defenses and destroy you. And so you don't mm-hmm. get the benefit of your defenses. And she has but, exactly like, the same thing. Vision can, like, throw a car though. He does. He has a throw ability. But that's not what Synthesoid no, Avenger is. No, no, like, is. with his physical strength. Right why is she able to hit that hard? They de- like, why is it seven dice? They decide, it should be five dice. They decided that the ability to transfer yourself through matter and attack with that ability is this effect in the game.
0: No, no, I, I understand the no- the don't-get-crits part. I yeah. think my problem is the seven dice oh. and the range three. Why is it a range three, seven dice? That doesn't make any sense. The, I, also, yeah. she, I agree with you. She should be one of the most defensive models in the entire game. Mm-hmm. And she's... Literally one of the worst. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm saying that they didn't capture her. I think they did a bad job. This is, I think, one of the worst translations of a character from screen to card that I've seen. Because other than the word Lockheed, why is this Kitty Pride? If I blanked out the name and the picture, and I said, guess which character in Marvel this is,
2: you're telling me you would have got it? If you took off the titles of the Attacks...
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. blank out all the obvious stuff that gives right. it away, and I said, I just told you the text, and mm. I said,
2: guess which character this is. Your first guess would definitely not be Kitty Pryde. Uh The phase rush power doesn't make any sense. I'm with you there. Stealth doesn't make any sense. She doesn't, I guess, if she's under the ground... Stealth is fine, because she, like, hide inside things. I'm I actually guess. on
0: board with stealth, but I a guess. lot of people get stealth. Yeah, phase rush placing, I know they talked about it in the the video, and they were just like, we just want to show how mobile she was because of her ability to, like, phase through walls and things. I'm like, sure, like, I'm not gonna argue super hard against that, right. but it's like, the attack is silly, like, they have her hitting, like, a four pointer, a heavy hitting four pointer, and she definitely doesn't do that in the stories or in the comics. Lockheed is cool, but, like, short of Lockheed, I feel like they just really miss. I don't mind, on, like, fa- like
2: phasing strike and get him Lockheed makes perfect sense, I think. That makes sense. She's hitting, like, Wong, because she is a trained martial artist. Yeah, yeah, so she's hitting, the, like, Wong. The, the builder's fine. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she's hitting, like, Wong, but she also uses phase powers. So if you mm-hmm. if the intangible assault was range 2 and 6 dice, would you have been okay? Or would you still have been upset? I would be a lot less annoyed, okay. yeah. It, I honestly think it should
0: probably be 5. And then they should have made her intangibility a little bit more interactive. Mm-hmm. Or, or something better. I, I wish they would have leaned more into her superpower and not into just making her strong in the game, which is, I felt like, what they did. felt like somebody involved in the playtesting and design of this model just wanted her to be really good and didn't try to make her what she was. And that's a personal opinion, and I don't know if anyone else agrees with me, but that's just my thoughts.
2: I felt like they captured her with the spirit of what they've already established in the game with characters like Vision. I feel like they did it. <laughs> the fact that they gave her exactly Vision's attack and also made her three cost is a little suspect. I would agree, well, but, it, but it's better than Vision's attack. That's the problem. Sorry,
0: just the stats. Like it's yeah, yeah. Vision is a four pointer, and her spender is noticeably better than Vision's. Mm-hmm. Like that shouldn't exist. And if you want to say Vision is a like dated legacy model that doesn't they, they don't plan on you know having anymore, like hers is cheaper and has better has a, has a secondary effect that's good. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh,
2: I did th- I did make this comparison to her as soon as I looked at her. I I immediately went to original Wolverine and X-23, uh, and I thought of that immediately with Vision and this model. Mm. Like, If the phasing thing is part of her kit, why doesn't she have the phasing thing that Vision has? Right. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I was just, I was just thinking about, like, packages and what, what kind of things you're excited to take them for. X-23 does a lot of the things you're excited to take Wolverine for, uh, only it's costs three. And I feel like she does a lot of the things you're excited to take vision for. She just costs three. Yeah, I know it she I think she's I mean you don't
0: take her over vision because you're taking vision for specific reasons. Right. But what in my
2: opinion, one of the coolest things about
0: Vision was his spender and they just completely invalidated that by printing an objectively better one on a three point model.
2: Uh Aaron, she does make me excited for uh martial artists and Steve. Like there you can she just Slots into that, and she can replace Cable for two points less. Cable's still an Avenger, and he has some other awesome stuff that you like. But if you don't need Cable to do that awesome stuff, she is just better, right? Um, because she costs. Cable's really good. Cable's really good, but she does for if you need the two points for something else really important, which you absolutely could in that list.
0: Yep. All right. What is next, sir?
2: Next, we have Amol Farouk, the Shadow King. Uh, he is a five-cost model that moves uh, short. On uh, he uh, on his front side he has six health, and so he does the same thing on his back side. He's size three. His defenses are uh, physical is three, energy is four, and mystic is five. I'm double checking, just making sure he's identical on his back side. It looks like he is.
0: Uh, I think he is. Yeah.
2: Um, Mental shackle is his basic attack. It is a mystic range three with six dice. Um, he does gain power for the damage dealt. It has wild root after the attack is resolved, and after the attack is resolved, if it dealt damage, he may advance towards the target character short. His spender is five dice, range two for four power. Astral Disintegration says you add dice to the attack roll equal to the amount of power the target character has to a maximum of five. It's very similar to uh, the Penance Stare from Ghost Rider's um, however, he, uh, unlike Penistare, this target character cannot reroll or modify dice in the defense roll during this attack. Mm-hmm. You want to stop or move forward? Um,
0: let's keep going. But yeah, I think it's important to note that his Astral Disintegration
2: is, while being a shorter range, is just better
0: Yeah.
2: Unless you're trying, unless you are specifically, for a damage, yes. Unless you're trying to yeah. rob their power. That's an important part of the thing. Um, Oh, that's true. It doesn't drain power. It doesn't drain
0: power. But yeah, they can't mod their defense, which is interesting.
2: Astral Fiend is a three cost action power, so it'll cost of an action as well. He places a projection token within three of himself. When you're measuring range for his attacks or superpowers, you can measure from the projection token. If you are measuring range for enemy mystic attacks, enemy characters can measure to the projection token. When this character is dealt damage by a mystic attack, the token is removed. At the beginning of the cleanup phase, you also remove this token. The superpower can only be used once. So picture it basically like a little turret that he can put down Hmm. that your opponents can attack him through the turret if they're using mystic attacks. With only mystic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. And also that removes the, the token turret. Yeah, they deal damage. Yeah. Uh, for three power, he can use Immortal Essence, which removes three damage from uh, himself. Nightmare Visions is a four cost power. When a character ends in advance within three of him, he may use it, roll three dice. The enemy character suffers damage for only crits and wilds. But if it deals at least one damage, this character may advance the enemy character short. This is where I can only used once per turn. And find, uh, finally, he is an Omega-level multiversal entity, which is to say he gains one power during the power phase. One additional. Sorry, one additional.
0: All right. Well, I think it is pretty clear this guy is the strongest five-pointer they've ever released.
3: All I yes. have to say he's in, is... I, he's going to
0: be literally required for everyone to play. Hard pass.
3: I am convinced that <laughs> I wronged Will in some previous life. because after the adepticon reveals like what was the consensus coolest model and if the coolest model revealed at at adepticon uh, was definitely shadow King. yes and by far my most favorite model like yes i want to buy that model and paint that model and play with that model because it looks rad you went two for three and then i read mental shackle and i said range three six power Wild Root. I was like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. This is after I got through the three, four, five with six health for a five throw. I was like, eh, that's not good. And you advance the ter- tarot and advance them shit. Yeah, like Mental Shackle Ugh. is great. Legit. Yeah. And the rest of the card is hot fucking garbage. <laughs> Holy on. shit.
0: Astral Fiend is legit.
3: No, my God. <laughs> yes, it is. You are wrong. Oh.
0: It is good. I want you to be right so bad, but you are fucking you, wrong. Dude, you, you don't know. Dude, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Oh, you have 18 seconds. Convince me. Uh, you can just counter deploy where your opponent doesn't have mystic attackers. Uh, it's amazing. I don't even know what you're talking about. Also, if they're trying to attack you back, they only get to hit you the once. So, like, the whole argument of it costs him an action to put down... And then, you know, you lose the attack. Well, you put the thing down on the first turn. And don't even give me he doesn't have three power. We all know he's going to get the
3: third power. Uh, can so you put you, the Astral Token down on the first turn. Can you please read the second-to-last sentence of Astral Fiend?
0: Oh, yeah, you move it. Yeah, you move it. So, so yeah, you're going to drop it at some point. <laughs> but regardless, it, why would you move up to attack people when you could drop your Astral Fiend and attack people?
3: Uh, so, probably because... His fat ass needs to be sitting on a point to score it.
2: Yeah, yeah. You move there on turn one. This
3: is right? exactly
2: he's he's exactly for D's right. You can be on the Y D and then attack uh, either. Of those he's things. actually really good on B's. I sure, think. B's as well. B's. Yeah. And so B's.
3: let's pretend he's playing Infinity and he's he's on the point. At some point, your opponent wants to come kill your model on your B or displace your model or do something. So it doesn't fucking matter Nightmare where visions. this token Nightmare that doesn't count for securing objectives is or gathering mm. extract objectives, they're going to come to you regardless of where your astral ring that costs you three power and an action to place uh, yeah. is on the on the battlefield.
0: No, no, you use astral fiend if they don't come after you. They're like, oh, I, oh I'm not going to win if I go over there. So Because you've got mental shackle. And yeah. so they stay on their
2: point. You drop the astral fiend. Don't have to leave your point and move them off with your mental shackle. Also... Can can we just stop for a second and realize Nightmare Visions is the first thing that's a Counter Strike that if you roll damage, you yeah, don't yeah. move Farouk. You move. Yeah, no, we've them. talked about it.
3: Mm-hmm. It is that's... really. I completely agree. It it's is good. very good. It's very good. So let's total up the total cost of his superpowers. Mm-hmm. Ten. Uh, ten. Yeah. How much power <laughs> does worried. he get a turn? Two. Two. Fuck. And one action is wasted by spending three power. You don't need to do
0: it every turn, oh. like we've talked about.
3: Oh my god. He also has
0: a really good builder, so he's going to generate some power, don't worry.
3: I am... Well, okay. Six dice, no mods can do good. It can do really shitty. Talk to yeah. Thor. Also, when they attack you and like
0: deal three... That's paying for the three. You're not going to Immortal Essence on turns you don't take damage, obviously. So, like, including that in the power cost is felonious because... Or felonious because <laughs> you're not going to do it. <laughs> if you, I, I, you I take understand. three damage, you're going to spend the three power you got from taking the three damage. Right. I, I totally get it. So, um, really, his total cost is seven. He gets two a turn. So, he's got four on turn two, which just means it on turn two, as long as you didn't spend power on turn one, which shouldn't be that big of a deal, you... Just stand there, and when they walk up to you, you just fucking move their ass away and laugh at them. Um,
3: where? Uh, hold on. How many dice do you roll? Four, three. You roll three, three. Uh, and is it for hits, Averages, crits, and wild, or just crits and wild? Crits and wild. Oh, so just crits and wild. We're probably in the fifty mm-hmm. percent range. So I'm going to spend fifty percent. Uh, is it though? It hit is. hit crit wild is about. Oh, sorry, crit wild on four dice is seventy five percent. It's one in four. Yeah, it's one in four per die. I'm gonna say no. It, it is about seventy five percent to get a crit or a wild on four dice. So on three dice,
1: uh... I'd take the chance. I'd walk. Sure.
3: Into it. It is. It is uh fifty eight percent chance to succeed. Okay, I'll buy that. For four yes. power, well, that is the math. For four so. power, I'm gonna take a fifty eight percent chance. I mean, yeah. In the si- in the right situation, absolutely. But imagine I spend it. I don't get it. You come into me anyway for five yeah, fucking roll, threat on a move short guy. Like, Eric, I am what legitimately if you roll, pissed. Roll skulls for the entire game, though. I'm sorry. I can't give you a hot take other than I am viscerally upset.
0: Uh, I think that people are underestimating how good Nightmare efficiency is because, like, okay, I charge you, right? Cool. Nightmare Efficiency advance you out of attack range. Okay, go ahead and make your charge attack now. <laughs> and you're like, fuck my life. <laughs> second action advance into melee range. You're like, cool. My turn now? I mental shock you back out of, of range. And you're like, god damn it. <laughs> it's I, so strong. I cannot wait for you to show me how wrong I am right now. Oh, you'll show yourself. Because you're going to buy this fucking model on release day, and you're going to paint it that weekend, and you're going to play it in a tournament, because you know you're going to. Hmm.
1: The fez will come as a separate piece.
0: The fez. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's all that's locked out. Everyone's going to have the fez.
1: Is he wearing, like, tiny glasses, Parker. too? Is that what He's wearing are? little tiny glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god!
2: Except for Parker, who doesn't like cowboy hats. Oh, you're this. You're definitely supposed to not like this guy. Like the very first time I <laughs>
0: this ever seen a him, fucking drawn. James
1: Bond villain. If there ever was, yeah, one. he
0: is.
2: He's hundred percent
0: a Bond villain. <laughs> um, he actually is a combination of uh, Doctor Evil and uh, Will Ferrell from the, <laughs> From Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a merger of those two people.
2: I think. I think if you can give him a little bit of extra power or give him some power decreases he he has he has a lot of potential. I don't know I if he's... I don't know if uh Steve is willing to spend 5 points for him but he might. I think that there's a control Steve list, right? We've talked about it many times that runs some some control stuff. Could you imagine if you put him down with Loki, no mindstone unless you wanted to do the mindstone also there'd be a lot of power but I oh, sorry a lot yeah, of uh, threat. But You'd have you have a root model that controls, you have Loki that uh, you know, puts the tax out. Like you could do a control We're, Steve list, he slots into that really well. You could put him in there.
0: I don't think he slots in very well to that. I don't think it's what Steve because it's another fairly static model. You're not wrong. Um I think where you actually want it, and I think he's gonna be affiliated, is Red Skull one. Because Red Skull 1's going to give him all the power he wants, because he's going to be attacking a lot, and he's going to put him in position to make attacks. Only once a turn.
3: Once a turn with your Astral Fiend. I'm just saying.
0: What? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, because I was gonna use multiple activate. Well, the token's still there. What are you even talking about?
2: Oh, uh, Red Skull one can activate him again, and the token's still
0: out. Yeah, yeah, and then he heals the damage he takes. Also, yeah. I am want to point that out. Yeah, okay. but no, what I'm what I was actually gonna say was that you could actually use Dark Rain with Astral Disintegration and just say you're gone, <laughs> like like goodbye. You're going to the shadow dimension. Get the fuck out of my face. Are we assuming he's Cabal? No, I'm saying, I think he will be, but we'll okay. see. He's definitely a bad guy. He works with the underworld. I think he'll he'll either be criminal cabal or just cabal,
2: I think. But I could be wrong. I think it's a safe, get, a safe bet.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Ooh,
2: Parker said bet. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't take the bet because you,
0: you agree with me. Uh, yeah, that is correct. I give you really bad odds. Mm-hmm. And I know how much you like really bad odds. Oh, I'm really good at those. When I hear really bad. Parker, eyes. I just want you to know, uh, I turned ten dollars into forty-five dollars on DraftKings, and so now I'm trying to make more money on DraftKings, and the only place I'm more successful than DraftKings is on this podcast. <laughs> like I am I am winning
2: millions of dollars in this podcast betting you. Perhaps I should should be your uh your DraftKings, you know, associate and all I'll do is tell you what to do. And then you do and quite just, the opposite. I'll just I'll just it's called fading it, but right. yes.
0: <laughs> just just bet the opposite. Yeah. Aaron's asleep. Alright. So I think we can all agree that agree that Farouk is a nine out of ten at the absolute floor. Probably
3: a ten out of ten. <laughs> would rather give myself uh an enema filled with honey instead sit on anthill.
2: Jesus Christ. Whoa.
3: Uh that also
0: sounds enjoyable, I would agree. You'd be friends with the ants. <laughs> do you a favor?
2: All right, is that it? Is all we got? Uh, a uh, Farouk, yeah. There's a few more things to talk about, though. Oh, goddamn it! All right, what's next? Tax cards. Uh, Xavier. Uh. Uh, Xavier's dream is an uncanny X-Men card. It's reactive. When an ally mm-hmm. character would suffer damage, any number of other ally characters may each spend a power to play this card. For each power spent, reduce the amount of damage they would suffer by one. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's so this is a collective uh, um way to
0: blate yeah. damage. Mm. This is clearly getting played with, uh, with Cyclops. Um it I I th- actually think this is suggesting either either I'm going to be upset or this is suggesting that they're going to rotate exceptional healing. Um I'll be shocked, if in they might do that, opinion. but they
3: might. Yeah, we'll see. I dislike this less than you. Like if you want to spend I think every card tactics card on healing people, great.
0: Yeah, I think this card is actually fine, which is why it makes me think that exceptional healing might go away. Okay. I'd be fine with that, Um, too.
1: Unexceptional healing.
3: (laughs) Unexceptional.
0: No, I like this card. I think it's fair. I think it's good. I don't think you play it in every game. I think it's a situational-based thing. The fact that it can reduce to zero is pretty big. Uh, What is next?
2: Uh, Cerebro is next, which I think is curious that they previewed this card, because... We can we can surmise that Xavier will be able to use it, but we do know one other model in X-Men that can. Um, it's got an interesting stipulation. Two. Uh, during the activation of an uncanny X-Men character that has at least one Mystic attack and at least five Mystic defense, which is currently only Jean Grey and, 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 Emma. and Emma, which are two models that uh, use Cerebro in the comics, we can assume that Professor Xavier will be the third. Because he also uses Mm -hmm. it. But for the rest of this round, the character that plays this card increases the range of its mystic attacks by 1 to a max 5. Adds 1 die to its mystic attacks, and adds 1 die to its mystic defense. Additionally, this character attacks do not require line of sight and ignore stealth for the rest of the round. Interesting Um... situational buff. I think we'll have to see, you know, what comes of it. I think some... Some people will get excited, but it does say Uncanny X-Men, so Hellfire can't use it. So Mm -hmm. it'll be... Sure,
0: but Emma is still Uncanny. It's marked for death for X-Men. Yeah, I I think it'll be in every list that includes either Jean or Professor X, probably. Mm
3: -hmm. I really only think it's important for that last bit. You don't
0: think it's worth it for Jean? I mean, making her uh, a 5-6 attack with Pierce that ignores line of sight and stealth is pretty cool. Uh,
3: No, no, the last bit on the card, the ignoring line of sight and stealth. Um, sure i think uh, i think the range is also very I, I would agree with that too i think the extra die is totally not worth the card at all uh and the defense is almost worthless like it has to be super situational so uh, you use it uh, into webs when you know you're going to need uh to, to murder someone who has stealth can i give you my hot take no i already gave you mine no
0: my hot take <laughs> is spicy <laughs> okay so perception xavier's in the chair right we've confirmed the model yes so he, he's going to be size 3, and you're going to smash a size 2 and play Cerebro, and he's going to do, like, a 9-die Mystic Attack as <laughs> his builder. That's like range 5. <laughs> Xavier, smash!
2: Xavier, smash! It's going to be amazing. I I think uh, Jean Grey playing this card, I don't know if it makes it into your 5 every time, but I think Jean Grey really enjoys this card. Uh range, yeah, I, think, I think it's A range 5 Psionic it. Bolt. Uh, that sounds awesome. Um, range five, uh, six dice, psionic bolt with sap power and pierce. Even if you don't get to use telekinetic force, it sounds good enough. But again, does it make the five? I don't know. Oh, uh, just to be clear, it makes all of your attacks ignore
0: line of sight and stealth. Yes. So there you go.
2: Isn't
3: I mean,
0: telekinetic force like range two, <laughs> yeah. three. It's so it's, it's not irrelevant.
3: I mean it might be worth it as a turn one play just to get an extra attack. Like when you're not within mm-hmm. range 5 mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, playing on bees, for example, you can stay out of, you know, range four when they move forward, so mm-hmm. like I don't know. I have to I have to play with it some. Is it worth attacking this card? I don't know.
0: Also if you play Emma, headmistress is a good card also. So it's not like Emma's a bad inclusion.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh I doubt you'd play it for Emma, but you know. Yeah, Telegram Force popping out with ten dice at range four is not Nothing mm-hmm. if it, if so that can. makes her hands off a range four nine dice attack
0: mm-hmm. it's not terrible, I guess her psyche spike or psychic spike is the same fucking stats as jeans. It just doesn't have pierce mm-hmm. yeah I guess uh, we'll see.
3: they're gonna have to try to think no, never mind, Emma could not so- use it on her diamond form side.
0: Correct. She also doesn't have a mystic attack, but I also thought about the shattering and then using it.
3: Yeah. But anyway. she can't play a team deck that's cards in diamond form.
0: Correct.
2: Um, is that it? We got another one? One more. Mass one more. Transit is Nightcrawler's unaffiliated card. It costs it's an active that also costs an action. Uh, He has to spend three power, lose an action, and then choose up to three other allied characters within two of himself, place a Nightcrawler within three, then place each chosen character within one of Nightcrawler. After this effect is resolved, Nightcrawler gains Stagger. So for an action, a Stagger token, and for three power, Nightcrawler can place himself and three other characters. So I think the
0: the most important part about this is that we've now seen the new format of tactics cards where they have the active colon action cost. Um, that's that's very interesting and cool, I think. Um, it's new terminology moving forward because previously it's always said during X character's activation, they may play this card. So now they just say active uh, or something like that. Um, I Do you think you play Wong with advanced R&D to play this on the first turn? Because Wong can advanced RD and pass him a power, and then on the next activation, you activate Mass Transit, you transport uh, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, pick two others, uh, three plus two forward, basically.
3: TBD. I haven't thought about the card yet. Mm-hmm.
0: It effectively costs Nightcrawler two actions because he staggers him as well. He gets so tired.
2: Well, if you're playing with Wong though, Wong can remove stagger the following it's turn. true. Wong can remove stagger before his next turn. It's not nothing. I'm
0: it sure does there's some vital. pretty
1: nasty plays in there with that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot that of characters lot, I mean, making movements. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's basically not your whole mention, list. It's basically your whole on list. On top.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, is
2: it your whole list? I no, mean, it's it Wong might, plus Nightcrawler. If Wong says, is not getting placed. Oh, you with mean you. it's teleporting your whole list yeah. is what you mean. Yeah. 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 For the cost of Wong and <clears throat> a tactic slot, you get your whole yeah. list teleported forward.
0: Because then let's say you immediately activate Scott, right? And Scott double taps the center line because he's, you know, basically standing on it. Double taps the center line. Might even get three attacks out of his attacks actions. Let's say he's got three or four power. He hands out power to other people. But then also has power left to maybe um, play to me my X-Men and then also field leader somebody. If he gets to four power. So he only need to gain three more. He gains three power through two attack actions. He can, to me, my X-Men, the two people beside him forward, and then also field leader one of them even further forward. It's like you could end up getting crazy far up the board for two tactics cards.
3: So, you remember I just played a game against Nigel where I got crazy far up the board? How'd that work out mm-hmm. for me?
0: Um, I expect other people to uh, not die.
3: <laughs> okay, sure. So, the the... the quote, unquote, bad thing is it's on Nightcrawler's turn, right? So you're going to take, in this example, Scott and place him on the midline and, quote, unquote, hope he doesn't get fucking yeeted off the board at that point. Mm. So I, I that tones down the turn one plays a little bit. Um, it, they're still obviously there. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I, I think it could be better as a turn three play where, like, you uh, you go in with, you know, the big hitters in your roster and you give them one attack to, to take them off the board before you then whisk them to safety. So I think there's lots of possible plays. I just haven't thought through them oh. yet.
2: Oh, I just thought of something really novel about this. If you do this on your first turn, like you're suggesting, you spend one action to do mass transit. You immediately gain the stagger token. Use your If you don't want a Nightcrawler to move at that point, just use the second action to shake stagger. You could shake stagger. So... So you wouldn't need somebody to remove it. You would just use both actions on first turn just to place. Mm-hmm. Of course, the alternative is, yes, just use your second action to move to a relevant spot. Um, um, but, placing you know. three
0: forward, though, it's entirely possible if your opponent moved to the center line to pick up an extract, you could attack them, too, with your uh, range three basic. And then place sure. two. If, if you're... And then also, like, <laughs> puff a smoke if you felt like being an idiot. If <laughs> your opponent is bad, you can win a lot of games.
3: hey, 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 hey,
0: hey. <laughs> Maybe they had a plan. I didn't say you. Sometimes your opponent is named Connor, and he just feels the need to put She-Hulk on the center line. Okay.
3: My previous <laughs> it comment. It doesn't work out for him. Previous comment stands. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the reason we say, well, that only works if your opponent's asleep. Sometimes they are asleep. You don't know. Okay. All right.
3: There were, I'm going to take this next part, seven models spoiled. I'm that we to... didn't
0: already know about? Correct. Need that.
3: Nope. That we did not know about. I'm going to list them, and I want your one you are most looking forward to, and one you're most met on. Silver Sable, Shang Chi, Thor, Mighty Thor, Lady Sif, Loki, and Dracula. Uh,
0: We're talking about most excited for?
3: Yes. Just one. Just one. What's what, your 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 most and least?
0: Least is a hundred percent Silver Sable, and it's not even remotely close. Okay. Um, What's your most? Mm, I'd probably say Dracula. Um, I'd like mighty Thor. I like Thor. I like Sif. I like Loki. Um, Shang-Chi I could give a fuck about. Um, but I think the most part, the biggest part for me choosing Dracula would be that he's just different. And as opposed to being more of the same, the Asgardians are cool and all, but like, I don't know if I'm excited for one of them more than the rest. Probably mighty Thor, I would say would be the one I'd be most excited about, but Dracula's going to be cool and interesting.
1: Uh, And so I'm excited to see what a Dracula looks like in the game.
3: Okay. Jeremy.
1: I like the, uh, the sculpt for new Loki. That looks really cool. Hopefully he's got some cool shit to back him up. Um, least excited. Uh, I've never really cared for lady Thor. I think that I didn't like that movie. I didn't like either movie that Jane Foster was in either of any, whatever that is, two or three of them, whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, She's also like a those. girl
2: with muscles, and we know how
1: you feel about that. That's disgusting.
0: We do know how you feel about that. <laughs> 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 when they announced She-Hulk, Jeremy just got cold sweats. <laughs> God damn it! I saw him turn green. Ugh. No. Ugh. Uh, okay, Parker. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What? What was your most excited? Uh, the new Loki is really low-key. cool. Uh, did you listen to the video, or did you just look at the spoilers? I listened to it. Okay. Uh, I believe they said something along the lines of he makes old Loki look fun to play against.
1: Oh,
2: good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Parker? Uh, Shang-Chi, not close. I love Jesus. all the martial artists. I love them. Uh, I love everybody. I love regular humans in this world. That's one of my favorite things. Guys with guns and guys with fists against gods if and monsters. You... I love okay, them. there's one correct answer for the next one. Uh, least favorite, mm-hmm. uh, Dracula. I don't, I've, I have a lot of, I have a lot of like comics with him and I just find it to be really derpy in the Marvel universe. Okay. I think it's, I think it's a weird shoehorn. I don't understand why Dracula exists in the Marvel universe. I don't like it. Marvel's very much a, uh, you know, sci-fi story. And I do think there are some cool supernatural stuff that they've done, but I think the vampires is the weakest part of their lore. Um, the only the only like interesting storyline I think ever came up was like the mutants versus the vampires. I always thought that was a cool concept of how vampires and mutants have this weird rivalry, but um I Dracula himself as a character in the comics is the least exciting vampire to me. But sure. Okay, well, I'm going to offer you an olive branch.
0: <laughs> and you can say that Silver Sable is the second worst on the list. Um no, I can't do that. Oh my god! All right, uh, off the podcast. Uh, Jeremy, uh, would you say Silver Sable is your second least favorite? Sure. Why do you want people? Yeah, why are you trying to fish for people I that just, hate Silver Sable? I just want—I want to know that I'm not alone. I'm not surrounded by psychopaths. Like, I—I
2: I started the conversation Aaron, with, "I like regular humans
0: against
3: monsters," and she's one. I know, one of and those that's characters. why I was like,
0: "This is going to go sideways." I know it. Yeah. All right, Aaron. So, Aaron, what are yours?
3: I'm going to thread the needle here. Uh least favorite, Cheng Chi. Okay. Um mm, respectable. Most
0: favorite, Lady Sith. Uh, uh so quick question, follow up. Uh-huh. Is it because of the model or because of what you hope the rules will be?
3: Uh number two. Okay. Because Asgard desperately needs good low point models, and I'm hoping she will be a good low point model. Okay. Uh I'm with Parker though. I like humans, so Silver mm-hmm. Sable, heck yeah. Reminds me of Hawkeye, if she, yeah. Hawkeye was a sniper. Yeah. However, I also am really hyped for Dracula, because yay weird shit. I am super unhyped for Thor, because fuck six threats in this game.
0: Uh, sure. But this is the opportunity to make six threats that work. Like Cosmic Ghost, right? <laughs> Fair and balance. Fair and balance. Really.
3: Parker's the one mm-hmm. getting kicked off. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, what I said was a joke. Parker meant that from the bottom <laughs> of his fucking heart.
2: I'll go down with the ship with it. I'm fine.
0: My uh, yeah, I think I think why I'm excited for Dracula is because we get a lot of. I mean, it's I think it's fair to say that superheroes in general are fairly repetitive and samey for the most part. Like, obviously they all have their own like genres and backstories and interesting aspects, but like they're they're heroes or they're bad guys. Like, it's all very binary. And like, I like supernatural occulty stuff also. Like, I don't feel like there's enough magic and weird shit in the game. But it's not because that's, there's not enough of it in Marvel. It's just mostly, like, I want the
2: game to be as wide as possible. I feel like Dracula is a step in that direction. And I like Silver Sable for that exact thing. She exists in the gray. Like, she's a mercenary. What does she do? Like, she makes money. Like, if if that if that causes her to interact with superheroes or supervillains, fine. Like, she's a, he's a mercenary. That's why I like a lot of the mercenary types. Uh, can you explain to me how she is noticeably different than Black Cat? Black Cat is a super thief, and she is a mercenary. They're wildly different professions. She... You called them both mercenaries. <laughs> no, I said Black Cat is a super thief, and mm-hmm. Silver Sable is, Who is a, a mercenary? mercenary. Oh, okay. Did I, did so I Black just... Cat's not a mercenary? She's never worked for money? No, she steals things. Okay. She doesn't steal things for people for money? No, I don't think so. She doesn't take jobs. Okay. It's 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 she's very much the traditional like, super fox, you know, French master thief who goes around and it's all for her. Okay. I, I've actually read her solo titles. For her, mm-hmm. it's all about the thrill of the the hunt and grabbing the thing that no one says says you no one can grab and fencing it or mm-hmm. keeping it as a trophy. That's very much her persona. They're the exact same person. What's that? They're the exact same person. No. Yes. <laughs> Silver Sable is a mercenary. Their names are even the same. Color random mammal. Now that is not uh uh that, that is absolutely true because they're both introduced in Spider-Man titles. Almost mm-hmm. there's so many Spider-Man uh accessory characters are are based on animals. That is absolutely 100% true. But mm-hmm. That's cuz there's that's because that's a Spider-Man trope for sure. Okay. Anyway, moving on.
0: Um, we have a team tournament coming up soon. Um, at the geekery it's on October 7th. Um, if you want to come to the geekery for a three person team event, it's going to be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Sign up. There's a long shanks event. It's gonna be a good time. All right. I think that concludes news. Anybody got any other news? Nope. I got I got some personal news. So I was, uh, I was walking, uh, by in a park by my house today and uh I was bitten by a wolf. Where? No, just regular wolf. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> did you not like it? I think I, I liked it.
2: Now I have to ask, did you collude on this beforehand or did we you did, just move this one, Aaron? <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> he he came in a little hot. <clears throat> um but, yeah. As soon as you I, said I, you were walking by a park, I'm like, <laughs> uh, you I was would walking never say that. <laughs> by. You a would park. say Needle Park or
0: no, no. Look at me. I got a tan now. Like I'm a normal human being. I'm not even going to die if I. Oh wait, don't, don't
1: see the other side. The other uh-huh. side uh-huh. is tanned. You were outside walking. I'm like you're a liar. <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> you fucking liar.
0: Oh boy, uh, Jeremy, are you a fan of the Peanuts? With Charlie Brown and all that, nope. uh But you're aware of them, right?
1: You you've seen them before. No, no. Mm-mm. Are they like the X Men?
0: You don't know who Snoopy is.
1: Never heard of it. Never. <laughs> He's just
2: so. Fucking, he refuses. He fucking refuses <laughs> to set it. up a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. So Parker, like Parker, have yeah. you heard of the peanuts? <laughs> oh, the, the the cartoon character uh, drawn by yeah, Charles Schultz and adapted nice. into multiple things. Yeah,
0: a very peanuts Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah, so anyway, wah, 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 wah. Uh, what is brown and rhymes with Snoop? Uh, Doctor Dre. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I like that one. I like that. One. <laughs> I can't remember who sent me on. I've had that one in here forever. Oh boy. Okay, um, anybody have anything else they want to cover? Or do we want to move into the post-ramble for
3: the movies? Uh, let's do Currently Playing and talk about my journey. Okay,
0: let's talk about it. Maybe just um, right. So I'm still playing Webs. Um, Jeremy is playing Cabal Ultron. that we've talked about. Uh, you Ultron. added Ultron to your list. Did you like Ultron?
1: Um, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Um yeah, if if basically if Rhino gets left alone and nobody takes Rhino, I think I'm going to hot swap um mm-hmm. because Rhino we talked about that because a, a earlier. more useful card. Uh mm-hmm. and Rhino can chase down super fast models. Yeah,
0: he's got such so, tempo. It's it's yeah. as a as a web player, I find Rhino one of the most frustrating models to play against because he's just always up in your shit. He's throwing yep. shit at at squishy people. He's really hard to deal with, and he, kind of, he kind of like Jugs just plays his own game, and there's really nothing you can do about it. And so, anytime my opponent has those models, it makes it harder on me.
1: Yep. So, you know. But I mean, Ultron does his thing, too. Like, mm. it's... I would say, you know, in my list, one of those models is an 8, and one is a 10. And I think you know, Rhino's definitely a 10, and I would take him mm. if I can. So, we'll see. Fair. It's okay. Either way. Uh, Parker uh, what have you been playing lately?
2: Uh man, I don't know. I have been trying <laughs> to find something. I I built a defenders slash web warriors list, but I just mm-hmm. happened to draw some scenarios where I played web warriors and I I won and lost, but I I didn't enjoy any of it. So mm-hmm. I
0: I know you you've never been a webs guy. You're like you, your brain is like. I the opposite of what I, need I don't know what
2: I don't know what it is about them but I really I find it uncomfortable like it's not fun mm-hmm. to do that and it makes me upset because I love them as I love them as a you know character yeah. concepts but um man I just really don't enjoy their style of play so now I'm I'm actually just staring I'm just staring at my wall constantly like I look at my models every night for like yeah for the, since last thursday and i've just been looking at it going what am i going to do next i'm
3: trying to figure it out
2: i want to play okay.
3: but i don't know what
0: um i think now is the best time to pick up x-men blue because it's still fun and exciting and probably in about two months the the group think will figure out the list and then you'll be you'll feel obligated to play that as opposed to experiment mm-hmm So I would say, I know you've always been a Cyclops guy. I was
2: fucking amazed you weren't playing that already. Uh, Honestly, it was really just... You know, everybody was excited to do it, and a whole bunch of people were trying it, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Go go ahead and try mean, that. I'll try you something. You hear people talk about it on the internet. Mm. That's not
0: necessarily the game store experience, right? Like, James is the only one fucking playing X-Men Blue, mm. for me. I think Kenny played two
2: games of it. Uh, oh, and B-Dubs, he's already definitely not doing X-Men Blue anymore. <laughs> he's just going yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. He's like, just going like back to the Immediately, I'll switch back. Like yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that no one's playing X-Men yeah. Blue. So. I, should, I, should definitely take, I should definitely take you over that. Also, I should play mm. I should try some things with it that are different. Um and that's a good idea. Yeah. Also, I'll get to put my Cyclops model on the board and I won't feel sad about doing for so. For the first is... time. Yeah. yeah. It's the first time for everything. Yes. You're right. All right. That easy, easy tie broke. I like that. Um all right.
0: Aaron, the floor is yours. Uh tell us about your tournament.
3: Uh so first, how many different affiliations do you think I've played in the past week? Played with? Played with, yes. Played as. Seven. Oh, that was my number. uh, It's higher. 50. (laughs) You're almost there. It's (laughs) nine. I played nine fucking different affiliations in the past week. That's why my brain is mush. I can't even figure out what the fuck I'm playing anymore.
0: I would have guessed five.
3: Black Order, Cabal, Criminals, Avengers, A-Force, Hellfire, Defenders, Inhumans, and X-Men.
0: I forgot about your A-Force games.
3: Yeah. So, uh, it's a lot. Anyway, besides just jamming random games of Marvel, uh, I went down to Wichita with uh, Ryan for Flying Monkey Con, which is it's a big deal in 40k, and they're trying to grow MCP. So that was kind of cool. Um, the guys were pretty awesome down there, uh, a mix of some people who knew what was going on and some people's first like two weeks in the game. Uh, that was interesting because when they want to move after they pick up a senator token, and, and I'm like, you can't do that. And they're like, yeah, I can says while holding i'm like fuck hey. i don't know in what random forum post i just know the rule mm-hmm. and then they're like i'm pretty sure they dropped tokens within one i'm like oh my god like please just trust me that it's two mm-hmm. like we can look it up later but these were timed rounds and the first round started super late because they were waiting on two people but they didn't change the end time so we got the yeah. 15 minute call in the middle of round two um so anyway, there were some interesting things. Not that the people that you know were new were bad in any way, shape, or form. They were great, and it could have been super bad, but they weren't. They just kind of trusted me and like, okay. Uh, so that that was nice. Um, but that was a lot of fun. I ended up taking Avengers and uh, tied uh, with another person undefeated three and zero, and I just happened to win on tie breaks. So that uh, was a great time down there. Uh, I'm glad Ryan made me go and uh, accompany him down here or down there for uh, for attorney. Anyway, that's it. Cool. cool tourney in Wichita, and uh, I've been playing a lot of shit.
0: That uh, reminds me of the first uh, year at DeptCon had MCP. It was after the COVID shutdown. And in our third round game, uh, our opponents told us at the end of the round that you didn't have to roll on the pay-to-flips to score them. You could just stand next to them. And that the pay-to-flips were just an extra level of scoring that overwrote the standing next to it. And I was like, well, that's not how that works. And we, I explained that to you during the turn when you were choosing not to interact with them. And so it's a little too late now to try and tell us that you're scoring them when we agreed that you weren't. And he goes, oh, no, no, I'm a judge, so I'm just telling you how it works. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm staff, so like I'm telling you how it works. And I'm like... Well, I'm going to call an actual judge that's judging this event. Like, <laughs> well, we don't really have time for that. I'm like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> like, I was oh like, hold gosh. on a second. <laughs> that that turned into a 40-minute judge call. Uh, and it became pretty obvious at this one point they were just trying to stall the game. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, it was it was a headache. But anyway, I'm glad you had a good time. It sounds like
3: you played a several fun opponents. Uh, yes. Fucking Kingpin was everywhere. Like mm-hmm. at least 40% of the list were campaign criminals. Ugh. Uh, played into them with uh, new voodoo, which is definitely not as good into campaign criminals because you can't yeah. just stop them from counting two on secures. Like you mm-hmm. have to displace them or kill them. And when they're playing fucking uh, All size threes or fours, like juggernaut, mm-hmm. rhino, lizard, you're like, yeah, that's not going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Just how did the meta shift, like, overnight, right? Like, Voodoo's worse, got it. How does it actually translate into, like, a specific matchup? You're like, oh, it's really bad, actually. Uh, so, and I'm sure there's lots more little anecdotes about that with with how the, the meta has shifted since the errata. Cool.
2: Do you think the the amount crimin- the of Kingpin Criminals was actually a result of some errata-like
3: meta shift? Or is that just
2: luck of this tournament?
3: I think it was just what that meta happened to be running.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably true,
0: and uh, it might be something like us where it's like you. There's the thing gets played at the local shop, and everyone has an understanding of like it's what's strong. But then when you go to a tournament, you know everyone's trying to do well, so they're playing what they perceive to be strong.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it might just be that you know the strongest player in their meta plays that. Who knows? Um, but I agree, Kingpin is you know something you need to be prepared for. It's a big gut check, especially if you've never played against it before,
3: or in six months. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember my game against Kenny. <laughs> I was like, alright, so we score 3-3. Three, three. He's like, oh no, I score 5. I was like, what? <laughs> was like, yeah, I'm Kingpin. I'm like, oh, yeah. I look down and I'm like, you have Shadowlands Daredevil though. And he's like, oh yeah, but my leader's Kingpin. I'm like, uh... <laughs> Balls. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> alright. Uh, well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, Hopefully you guys have a good time And this is Brandon And Parker And Jeremy And Aaron And you've just listened to Parker Mows the Grass
2: So what are we going to call this thing? I got it, okay Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just gonna put down infamous. Oh
0: boy, uh, Aaron, I have an anecdote for you. I guess it's not. It's kind of an anecdote. Uh, so normally when I start recording audacity, well, every time it tells you how much time you have remaining before your storage system runs out of data, right?
3: Uh, just I, un- that I understand. The space science.
0: remaining for recording, but it tells you the time. Uh, how much time does yours say?
3: Uh, 1,151 hours and some minutes.
0: Hell yeah.
3: So that tells me
0: that you have probably, I would guess, somewhere around 4 terabytes <laughs> probably, of storage. Probably a good bet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have 169 hours. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but normally I have like 40, which is, just means that I have deleted a shit ton of memory stuff from my computer over the last like week. Uh, mostly it's because bound reports have been posted. Nice.
2: And so I get to delete that. All I can tell you about storage is do not, under any circumstances, you use Dropbox. the cloud. <laughs> do Dropbox. not use Dropbox. <laughs> so when, uh, when you were, D- when we were getting ready for D&D, you're like, you can always go into the Dropbox if you want to go get the D&D stuff that I've uploaded there. Yeah, and I immediately went, nice. mm, like my butthole clenched a little sure. bit. I was like, I don't know if I really want to do that. How much do I really want D&D books for free?
0: Uh, that shows you like the level of technology ignorance that some people have. Because <laughs> it's just like I don't want to risk ruining my entire life. Yeah, and you're just like, what? What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? It's like if I install a regular program that like millions and millions of people use, mm-hmm. it will ruin my entire life because yeah. I don't understand <laughs> how to use it, nor can I read any of the buttons and figure that out. Like, it's yeah. like. It just blows me away. I think Jeremy it, is very much the same way. He's like, nah, I'd rather like literally go get a master's
1: degree in something else before I was just like figure out how to use this app. I would just yeah. look around and find someone to do it for me. Yeah. I wouldn't fight it that hard. I'd just be like, if you want mm-hmm. it done, just do it. Or walk me through it. I, I'll do it, but yeah, I yeah. I wouldn't do it myself and mash it all together and fuck it up. Yeah. That's like. I would not upload Jer- my entire system yeah. into a cloud. Mm-hmm. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I trust you not to do that. <laughs> But if I was like, Jeremy, send me a Discord message, you'd be like, I can't do that. No. What do you mean you can't do that? I, but it's like, I don't know how to do that. Risk reward. Jeremy, we are talking voice via Discord. He's like, yeah, I know that. But like, I don't.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. I I (laughs) (laughs) I
0: was like, what? (laughs) I was like, it's just a direct message. You just click the direct messages, click my name and type what you want. He's like, nah, that's not how that works. Nope.
1: Don't know. (laughs) He's like, like,
0: what do you mean it's not how that works? like, ah, it's. It's just witch doctors in the box. I don't know how it works. Like, no. it's like Jeremy losing me. I'm gonna yeah, have to log like off. You lost me at anything other than what I'm, I'm actually go doing and turn right my now.
1: Computer off.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're like, I just what? hold the power button until I know where everything no, is again. I'm like what the it. fuck?
1: I'll call you on my phone though. You're like, what yeah. are you doing? I'm, it's not working.
0: <sighs> so anyway,
1: uh, you guys have a good week. No. Not at all. Uh, I'll update everyone. I'm sure that Uh-oh. they're they're wondering how the the story is continuing. Um so job update. Uh hired no one. Nothing Ooh. new. The Ooh. saga continues. Uh the robot's functioning at prime condition, however. Uh um, we robot have <laughs> yeah, we have um relocated it. So now it, it understands where it's at. Um it is wandering about the dining room, not doing shit I as it's supposed to. Yeah, I don't know if
0: we covered what it was doing wrong. Did we cover that on the podcast?
1: Yeah, uh, last week, I think so. Yeah, like itself or whatever. Yeah.
0: It 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 got to this like infinite loop where it was just running a lap against around one dining
1: room table just and doing like run know into where into people, it people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Knock old people over, shit like that.
0: <laughs>
3: Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then tomorrow Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you first.
1: Oh, tomorrow we have an open house which I don't know if you know. But on Thursdays, between the hours of ten and two, we're going to have a mad rush of cooks who are looking for jobs during the hours in which cooks would be cooking. I swear to God, they can't. What even, if they're this exclusively like, breakfast cooks? This is the novelization of dumb shit that dumb people do.
0: Wait, wait. The open house is for employees? No, like it's, it's like a job, it's yes. a job fair. It's a job fair.
1: It's a job fair. So, for
0: cooks between the hours of ten and two.
1: Yeah. So during lunchtime. So these people who are the amazing cooks looking for a job, uh, who are probably working if they're awesome, uh, would be looking for a job during the hours in which they're cooking. Real smart, right?
2: Right. It'd be yes. like having a school job fair during school hours when they're mm-hmm. teaching school. Mm-hmm. That's that's dumb. That's yep. dumb and dumb.
0: Yeah.
1: So it tells you it's like, you like to having do a it. job
0: job fair for school bus drivers from three to four.
1: Yeah. Exactly. No, they should have it between the hours of 1 and 5. Like, it should be one of those type deals. But no, Mm. or they're just insane. Or come anytime.
0: Yeah. Open interviews.
1: They're like, are you going to be available? I'm like, if someone comes in looking for a job as a cook, I will knock old people over and stab my employees in the neck to get a cook in the door. Like, there is nothing stopping me from interviewing a cook. I will drive forty five minutes from my house at midnight
0: <laughs> to interview you. you. Have you considered honestly just going to like a high school and like walking around during their cafeteria lunch hour, like anybody need a job? anybody need a part time job?
1: Like <laughs> I've considered kidnapping like a seven year old and training them until they're like sixteen, so then they can work for me. You got
0: to get them young, or else they'll they'll realize what they're what's happening.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you got to get them real young. That way you can grow them and train them and all that shit. But by the time they're 16 or 17, they'll be good. I don't know what to do, man. All right. Aaron, what was your question?
3: I was going to ask Jeremy if he has herpes. Mm,
1: Sidebar. Why? Is there something I should know?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No. I was assuming the answer was no. Therefore, I was going to give you a silver lining to the week. But apparently, you don't want them. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So
1: never mind. So, I was on the line today, and uh, I was plating something up or whatever, just normal lunch stuff. And uh, one of my servers came around the corner, and she said something along the lines of, "You know what? Some one of the worst things that can happen is." And I said, oh, "Something." That's a I go, question. Some, yeah, and I said, <laughs> "I'm sure it has something to do with a, a Plan B." And she said, "You mean going to a store and then they're not, they don't have any more Plan Bs?" And I said. Why are you saying that with such confidence? That happened to you? And she's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, where am I working? Oh, that made me laugh today.
0: Hmm. Cool. Oh, boy. So, Aaron, um, I think it's fair to say that you
3: have hit your preset
0: kill limit. Is that, is that what's happened this week?
3: I have hit my preset kill limit.
0: Yeah, because you said you're like your brain was fried. Is that yeah, cause a little bit? Yeah. How many How many games have you played since we last recorded?
3: Twenty four, which is basically on track for a hundred a month, <sighs> which is fucking insane.
1: <laughs> well, and you did say that today you lost two of them. Yes,
3: I did lose two games today. Yes.
1: Well, that's what's wrong with you. <laughs> is that what's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. You hit the kill. Jesus with it. Christ! He's got to shut down now.
3: Well, it's that I've been traveling. Like the whole week too. Like I left on Thursday, didn't get back home till Saturday. Went straight back out Sunday and Monday. So I've just been assholes and elbows, doing nothing but traveling to play MCP. So it's not like I've had a whole like rough spot in my life. But
1: I know you, something you could, you could fill your week with that would suck yeah. more.
3: Would it, would, it, would it be not getting herpes working as a cook? Yeah, son of
1: a bitch, nailed it in one.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Aaron, you just need to rent like a ten by eight section of my house, and that way you basically
1: are always at home.
3: Mm, you're not wrong.
1: Doing enough dumb could shit, be- it could happen.
3: <laughs> Three more years, I want to have kids. Probably still have a wife.
1: I'm pretty sure those kids <laughs> still remain yours. I think I don't think that's a part okay, of the contract have, like, when they're they j- <laughs> They're at all eighteen. At- See ya yeah.
3: at I'm home. Dead to you. Fiscally responsible for them. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, no, when we get like further into the cast, we can talk about Flying Monkey. That was interesting. Okay.
0: Uh, Parker, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode. Uh, slash did your homework?
2: I have not yet got to listen to it. Okay. No.
0: 20, it, it, uh, it's on my I list. I can definitely tell where the work ethic is, and I can see why Jeremy hasn't offered you a job as a cook. Yet.
2: <laughs> oh, Jeremy demerits. has Jer- Jeremy. <laughs> Twenty would, Jeremy would definitely not offer me a job as a cook. <laughs>
0: Uh, That's interesting. So maybe from now on, when Parker misses an episode, it's a hundred episode penalty. But if he listens to the recording in full by the next episode, it's only one.
3: Ooh.
0: And then we'll quiz him. So um,
3: I don't know. I think it's I'm probably off base here. I think it's kind of like my responsibility to listen to an episode of a cast I'm on that I miss. That w- that's kind of the, it's true. I, I, oh, I, but see, you were giving him shit. I was telling him like he was actually this wrong. Is, yeah. Yeah. Oh
2: no, I'm, I do listen to all of them. It really was just, I usually listen to them at times when I can listen to the whole cast. I don't like listen to them like five minutes at a time. And so I just didn't have that opportunity this weekend. Uh, you have the so less anyway. than an hour and a half commute. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I do, like, I do have like a, I have like a 10 minute commute to work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like I was attacked. So basically, <laughs> others are 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 uh, envious of my greatness and my ability to absolutely fucking kill movie tears. Uh, huh. So think the re- I have I definitely have set the record. I think it's like 370 wins in a row, which is uh, the the level of excellence I strive for. However, um, Jeremy was getting very upset that he wasn't able to win, and I need I tried to explain to him that if you're either first or last, and that I couldn't let him win. Because then I couldn't win. And so uh, he uh, conspired with Aaron to set up a system of rules that would prevent me from winning the movie tiers. And they forced me to pick last in my own movie tier. And they they looked up the most popular movies online in the category and chose them before I got to pick. Um, conveniently, that didn't help them at all. I still fucking destroyed them. But <laughs> they, they tried. They tried to bring me down. And so... Letting you know, Parker, they're going to come for you next. Okay.
1: We apologize for trying to take down the king of the nerds. <laughs> um, we just can't do it. You're, 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 yeah. The greatness is just too much. Um,
0: Stop my throat. In In
1: related
0: news of my greatness, <laughs> I accidentally won an NFL survivor pool.
1: <laughs> did you? Did you win that? <laughs> I did.
0: I did. So half the people lost in the first week because uh they bet on some stupid fucking team. Uh and then I uh I actually selected the wrong team by mistake when I set my lineup in the final week. And so I the team I actually was planning to pick for the survivor pool lost their game, but because I clicked the wrong button, I actually won and everybody else got eliminated.
2: Better to be so, lucky yeah. than good.
0: Fucking killing it, dude. I can't lose.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So, Parker, I don't know if you saw in the Discord, but we're doing um uh Christmas movies.
2: Yeah. Oh, I I'm, I'm locked and loaded. I I gave a thumbs up. I thought I did. I I don't usually go back and check those. Okay. Yep. I'm so good to go. My uh, <clears throat> as per usual, I discuss it with my wife. Uh and she was excited to know what the list was going to be this week. And after I got done making my list, she said, Do people like come to expect that you pick these like strange, niche, like movies? They probably have a lot less viewership. Like, I was like, yep i I think it's I think people expect it by now. And and if I did anything else now, I think I'd be letting the fans down. I don't think I could pick movies that people care about. I have to pick these small movies. I just I really enjoy them.
0: And so, just confirming, we're not doing holiday movies. We're doing specifically Christmas movies. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Oh, I had something happen. Okay. I was at work, and one of the residents said the word bailiwick to oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just nailed it. Good word. In one. Yeah. And I was like, son of a bitch (laughs) am i being punked (laughs) (laughs) and and what was crazy is it was like right after we had said it was after a podcast or something where we had mentioned it and i was like Mm -hmm. i go this has now happened twice two days in a row where the word bailiwick has been used Mm -hmm. in my life i was like this is insane just it was a trip like so weird
2: I want you to know I'm mad jealous because I think the only place that you could encounter Bailiwick more is in the Bailiwick. And so I am mm-hmm. I feel I feel like you have gotten closer to yeah. the experience than I ever yep. will. And I am I'm pretty jealous.
1: I'm sure it's because they fill out New York Times uh, crosswords. Mm-hmm. Like I would guess that that's where that comes up. But because no one uses yeah. that.
2: <laughs> Except exactly the Bailiwick of currency which is <laughs>
1: that's it yeah how's our viewership doing like our ha, have we have we trended like uh i all, think we got the virus yeah yeah like have we do they? does taylor swift know about us yet uh no damn it
2: well we can't do anything until, Twilers, T- until taylor swift knows about us and shows up at one of our I mean, events. we are swifties <clears throat> I am not oh a Swifty. Uh, <laughs> hold, hold, hold on a second, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. I am a Guernsey. I am not a Swifty. <laughs> Solidly. In the when Guernsey I said game. her
1: name, you knew who she was. Don't you? Don't okay. pretend.
2: I think I think there are people in Guernsey who know who she is. I think you can be across the, the sea and know who if she is. You say her
1: name three times, her song will play.
2: I don't think she's that
1: powerful. Shh. She will have us canceled. That I do believe she could do. (laughs) (laughs) Do not fuck around, man. These people are serious.
2: I believe absolutely. In the blink of an eye, she could destroy this podcast if she
1: wanted to. (laughs) We'll be stomped down like dog shit. Yeah, it
2: will be so fast.
1: What are you guys talking about? I got distracted. (laughs) Uh, We don't want to be smashed under Taylor Swift's giant thumb of justice. Yeah, don't don't piss off
0: idols like that. That's generally a good way to get fucking shut down. Oh, boy. So I was looking up a movie that I I was pretty sure it was a Thanksgiving movie and not a Christmas movie, and I was correct. Uh unfortunately you cannot pick Dutch. I really want to pick Dutch. Or Plane trains mm-hmm. automobiles, that's also Thanksgiving. Plain Trains Automobiles is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was technically the first movie I owned. But uh, in my normal family fashion, it was due to a mistake. Uh, They bought me the movie Runaway with um, Tom Selleck, which has hardcore nudity in it. (laughs) They didn't realize that because they didn't bother to actually pick the movie out. They just grabbed a random movie, a blockbuster that was on sale and bought it for me for Christmas. And so we put it in on Christmas and we're watching it and there's like a bunch of hookers. They're all topless. And it's like, oh, shit. So they take it out. And uh, they they just swap it for another movie that they have in their bedroom. It's like, this is your Christmas present. So I got planes, trains, and automobiles for Christmas.
2: Man. (laughs) Every time. Just when I think your family couldn't get any sadder, you go and say a story like this. Dude, it
0: was legit. That was the first. (laughs) Actually, that was the first time I ever stayed up all night. I was so excited for Christmas. We got we we went somewhere, I think it was Florida. We went to Florida for a vacation and drove home uh on like Christmas Eve. And so we drove from Florida to Monon, Indiana, which I don't know if you know where Monon is. It's about 45 minutes east of Reynolds.
2: Oh, you're talking about is Monon? About. Is that the Metropolis? Yeah. Wow.
0: Oh no, it's <laughs> it's uh, Metropolis is not the correct term. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I think it had 400 people in it. <laughs> uh they had one school it was k through 12 uh, anyway um we get home and it's no we get we leave like the day before christmas we get home like the day after christmas so we've already missed christmas so we get home it's like 8 p.m and we've been driving for like three fucking days right and we get in and we come in there's all the presents under the tree we have this big present opening we, we're not done opening presents till after midnight it's super fun I put on movies, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I stay up all night playing with my toys. And it, like, because this is, fuck, really early. I think I was, like, 8 or 10. And then we go over to uh, my stepdad's mom's house. And we, I literally fell asleep into my food at fucking lunch. <laughs> like, I was so fucking tired. Because wow. I was to stay up all night. I literally fell asleep into my food. <laughs> yeah. That was fun times.
2: I remember the first time I stayed up it was uh, for a sleepover. It was the very first mm-hmm. time we ever did I ever saw like a LAN party where all mm-hmm. of us were in the same room at the same time. So it was in middle school we all they hooked up six computers all at the same time and we played uh, some of the computers just had the you know it was like a PlayStation in on one side of the room and then a bunch of computers mm-hmm. hooked up and all the computers were playing Counter-Strike and the PlayStation had Masters of Teresca C that uh 3D um like Tekken knockoff that was skinned with Star Wars it was like it was so it was all Star Wars characters um No idea. Oh yeah, the Ma- Star Wars Masters of Tereska C was a fighting game uh wow. on the original PlayStation.
0: So it's like Vader versus Tarkin.
2: Uh no, it had like it had like once you imagine, like Bounty it had like, you know, uh Boba. Boba Fett and IG eighty eight and Yoda and uh Luke. Luke, yeah. And so it had just like the okay. all stars. And it was very much the speed of Tekken, you know, that kind of fight. Um mm-hmm. and I remember I played that game for probably six hours just without stopping. And people were playing Counter Strike behind me, and every once in a while they get tired of Counter Strike, somebody would come, would come and play against me, but I just played against the I just played against a computer when nobody was playing against me, and I did not sleep that night. I played a little bit of Counter Strike, but I was not a big FPS fan at that point. Um, that was the first time I remember never going to sleep, and I just stayed up and played video games for a whole solid night. It was, I will never forget doing that. It was awesome. Sounds good. Jeremy and Aaron have never stayed up the entire night, so that's why they can't comment. They've never once tried
0: that. Uh, I think Jeremy stayed up all night before. I've done it twice. Just twice? Yes. I've done it twice in a row. No, twice. Row. I think I should have... do four. I think I could stay up for four days, not sleep for three nights, but I think
1: I would have to have people helping me. I would say I think that's when you start I think on day two you start to like hallucinate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, uh you get, you get, well, at least for me, you
0: get very, very, very minor sporadic hallucinations after two days. Mm-hmm. The third day, though, you'll start seeing some shit. I used to take speed to stay up all night. Yeah. Well, that was instructed by your supervisor, right?
3: This is a true statement.
2: Yeah. Because you had to man the nuclear
3: vessels? Like, what it was the...
0: the, the, the uh, nuclear you vessels don't want six. to fall asleep yeah. while flying.
3: Yeah, it's bad. Hashtag not recommended.
0: Yeah. Strong <laughs> recommend not falling asleep while flying. Right. Yeah. Although the biggest risk is probably that you run out of fuel.
3: Uh that's why you refuel in the air. Constant gas. That's
0: that's hard to do while you're asleep.
2: Also Can true. I can I ask like what, what were you flying for? Like what why were you not laying like what 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 did you need to fly through the night for?
3: I feel like we don't know each other. Okay. Um I used to fly stealth bombers. Okay. And uh We would take off. We'd fly to like the middle of country X, bomb the shit out of them, come back. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, so the the longest mission was 44 hours. And that's (laughs) from takeoff to landing. Is that yours or is that the. That is not mine. That is the longest on record. I knew about that one. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because they
0: they they landed and they put a new crew in the plane, right? No. To fly it home?
3: No. They took off from Whiteman and land at Hmm. Whiteman in the middle of Missouri. Jesus. Yeah, okay, and so you figure crazy. the forty-four hour flight time, back that up twelve hours from the time they got up that day and to, and prepped, mm. right? Yeah. and then they they land and then they debrief and then they go home. So they've been up for like I don't know sixty sixty-five hours straight. So you do mm. that with uh with drugs. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's some Jacob's um, ladder shit.
3: <laughs> you there's know, two people in each B two, right? There are two people. Yeah, uh, there is no sleeping quarters. It's just two chairs. Yeah. So they don't have, uh, and both pilots are required to be there. So it's not like they have mm. a, a spare crew that they can hop in. Yeah, you can't have
0: you can't have one guy just chilling.
3: Yeah. So, uh, and then as soon as you enter enemy enemy country, then you're you're both up in the seats. You can mm. you can kind of curl up in the little tiny spot like where the the, the stairs fold into the jet. So up until a certain point it's possible to get a few hours of sleep, but you're required to both be awake and at the controls when you're refueling, and then obviously once you start to hit bad guy territory. Is
0: there um anything other than like colostomy bags?
3: Uh there is a tiny toilet, yes.
0: Oh, okay, nice.
3: Yeah. It's better I'll, than I'll, I'll, in a bag.
2: That actually fascinates yes. me. I'm I'm surprised they actually would put a toilet like spare that amenity,
0: well, right? It's it is a plane that's designed to take off and fly international and then come back. So I think the the planned trip time is like twenty plus
3: hours. If we're talking right. like an open, like it's a seat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with like uh, two inches of space in like a you know a twelve by twelve pan underneath this hole. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're not talking flushable. Uh, yeah. like uh okay. Separate quarters. We're talking like right it's behind like the right seat.
0: Bedpan in director's chair. Yeah, yeah. It, so yeah it's a bedpan. It Got it.
3: Got yeah. it. Um, yeah. So they make you mm, make might be a strong word, but uh, you have to take the uh, amphetamines, and then mm-hmm. as well, they have what's called no go pills, which are pills that are supposed to just put you to sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. So they can fuck with your sleep schedule to to get you on the right one for your for your mission. Yeah. Um, and then you have to
0: because they're like we yeah. know you're gonna leave in 18 hours, you're like, Yeah, but I can't go to sleep at two PM. You're right. like well, we can like... <laughs> help with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about that. That's not gonna be the problem.
3: Yeah. The the go it's... pills or the amphetamine was con- very very controlled. So they didn't just give them to you whenever mm-hmm. you wanted. Um yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so to answer your question, that's why I took them was because uh flying a two billion dollar jet and they didn't want us to fucking crash it. Well, yeah. Mm.
0: Let alone failure mission or that,
3: yeah. <laughs> but even for like the training missions, uh, you have to do about one twenty-four hour mission a year to kind of keep current with the uh, the long duration sorties. So uh, on those was the only time I actually took them because I never actually got to go to combat.
2: righty.
3: fascinating. A little bit different than my staying up stories. A <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did some of your staying up stories when I was younger too. So oh, okay, I, I have been there, done that. Okay.
0: All right, let's do this. You guys ready to go? For sure. So ready. All right, let me just crack a fresh one here. All right. Get timestamp. You don't like Parmesan cheese? It's good. Have you ever made carbonara? Yes. I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what it is. Okay. When I put the cheese in... With the egg, after I, like, stir it all up, it's still, like, cheese. Like, it's not cream. It's just cheese. Is it, like, not hot enough
1: to, like, melt the cheese? Are you putting cream in there or anything like that or what? No, I'm just
0: doing eggs and cheese because that's what it's said to do. They uh, watch videos. Like traditional carbonara. Okay.
1: I usually make it so, with a little bit of cream,
0: melt, melt the you cheese. You put a little bit in there with it, yeah. Okay. See, everyone's like, "Be very careful not to keep the heat too high, because you'll end up making scrambled eggs." Yeah, so I, I mean, if you're yeah, that, that's but I a think whole... my heat's too, I think my heat's too low, and so the cheese isn't melting, and so it's it's it is kind of creamy, but as soon as the heat comes down, it separates again, and so I think. I don't know what the problem yeah,
1: is. Yeah, that's just a bit weird. I I stopped trying to make that kind of stuff. Like, I just add a little, just a little cream, some Parmesan. I don't mess with the egg stuff in it. There's mm-hmm. no point, really. The same How's flavors it? come out with the other stuff. Make yeah. more of Alfredo. Parker, can you eat chili? Yes, why?
0: I was going to make chili for the next couple D&D games.
2: Yes, I can absolutely eat chili. Uh, can I... Well, I will not be at the next one. I know you won't. But I specifically love a saltine cracker with chili. So I'll bring them if... Uh, uh, I don't
0: allow saltines in my house. Then I will not be coming.
1: Okay.
2: I have left my own house before because we didn't have saltines. Um, I've just been like, and that's it. I'm not eating. I'm gonna, I am gotta go get saltines.
1: Have you ever okay. left saltines like for like two years on accident? And then you found like a box that was it and you're like, oh be, I have crackers. And it like be, yeah, and them. you open it up and it tastes like the inside of cardboard. a coffin. It's mm-hmm. just cardboard. No, it just tastes like old dead things. Like it's uh, horrible. Oh, you mean like an open sleeve? No, no, no. Like completely okay, it was closed. Still yeah. Say saltines last a Oof. long fucking time. They last the probably you... about a year. No more than that.
2: I can tell you that happened to me never until I had children, because my children will eat, like, part of a sleeve and leave three saltines Mm. in the bottom of a sleeve in, like, a random Mm. cabinet spot, and so I'll be cleaning, Mm. I'll be like, son of a bitch. Somebody (laughs) left four saltines there, they should have been... That's how you get ants. I should have been eating
0: these. Uh, Do you guys know what happens if you leave milk in the fridge for, like, way... too long? I have kids, yes. Cheese? Uh, no. So, uh, it starts to expand, right? The the milk jug will begin to expand. And that's one of the reasons they put that little ring on the side. It's like that button. So the button will pop out to allow for the expanding gas. So the, the That's not why explode. that's there. That's why it's there. It's there uh, if you drop it and it doesn't fucking <laughs> no, no. explode, but go it's ahead. It's definitely there for that exact reason. <sighs> uh, so anyway, do you know what happens after it expands? What? Tell us. It starts to contract. Ew. <laughs> and that's what really, really surprised me. I was like, alright, well it's just gonna explode one day. And so it got so bad that I like put it in a bag. <laughs> I put it back in the fridge. <laughs> so was that this way if it exploded. What the fuck were you doing? <laughs> this was my first apartment. And so I was like, Well, I wanna throw this away, but I don't want to put it in the garbage can and have it explode and have it smell up the kitchen and I'm not going to take it to the dumpster because it's like midnight. Like, I don't want to go outside. So I just put it in a plastic bag, tied the bag, and then, of course, I forgot about it the next day, and I don't open the fridge for two more weeks. And so I was like, oh, and I go back in. It's like, so it just continues to shrink, right? And it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's like vacuuming in the container, and it's like pulling it in because all of the gas is being absorbed by the liquid. (laughs) I don't understand any of it, but it just vacuums into this little, like, compressed container looks like it's been wadded up by like a giant and then do you know what happens then (laughs) if you keep leaving it in there the state comes no 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 because it's still it's still sealed like the the caps on it like it's sealed it's not letting air out uh and i assume there's some kind of crust on the inside of it at this point uh it starts to expand again (laughs) it's (laughs) it expands back to like a balloon We left a jug of milk in my first apartment for three and a half years. Oh, my God. We were just afraid to move it at that point. Like, it might explode. Like, let's just leave it. But, yeah. So, if you leave a jug of milk in your refrigerator long enough, it turns into that Windows 95 screensaver where it's, like, balloons and spikes. And it just goes back and forth between balloons and spikes. Oh, my God. That's what milk does. (laughs) Aaron's like, Jesus
3: Christ. I leave for two minutes.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. It's one
2: point zero eight point twenty. Didn't mean you had to stop, Fescue. Yeah. Wait. You do realize that I don't. Think... I do know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: quite certain I've done this one before, but I'm going to read it again just to confirm, because I don't want to risk it not being on the podcast at some point. Jeremy, did you hear that insurance companies are warning campers if your tent is stolen? You won't be covered. Are we ready for movies? That's 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 a bit brain melting. <laughs> I don't understand why you're upset. That's that's solid
1: Everybody's right upset. <laughs> Everyone's upset. The, people are turning it's us upset. off right now.
3: Parker, you're a teacher, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Well, when is one plus one three? I don't know. When you forget to wear a condom. <sighs> oh my God. Is that true,
2: Parker? You are a teacher. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't. I didn't know why I could have didn't consider that basic
1: math. <laughs> they never taught me that in school. Yeah, I never. No. You have You always I, have to learn that math the hard way. Uh, That's why I'm, I'm today.
2: I've absolutely taught health, and I've absolutely taught sex ed. I never told that joke, and I, now I understand that I, I made a mistake. <laughs> Okay, so um I get to go first this time, right? No, why not?
0: Because you won last time that but that's you were supposed to go first for for winning. nope. why are you trying to take this away from me that's That's the one joy I have on Wednesday nights. okay, so what position should you get to go in if you won the previous if, week? If you were last, last you go first, <sighs> but I went last last time and I won.
3: Uh well do it four more weeks and then you can you could just own the fucking be going first right yeah <laughs> Parker gets to go first this week okay
2: oh well that's what a waste <sighs> uh Christmas movies right yeah. yes sir all right the best Christmas movie for me no doubt Christmas Vacation National Lampoon's Chevy Chase classic fuckhead that was that was gonna be my first pick as well
0: but yeah. someone didn't allow me to go first.
2: Yeah. Is the house on fire, Clark?
0: <laughs> Is Rusty still right. in the name? Uh, arbitrarily chosen, so I don't want to retype your names. Jeremy, you're next.
2: <sighs>
1: Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, that was on my
2: list. Now, Jeremy, I actually have to ask, uh, why? I'm not saying you're wrong, but why do you like that movie? Um
0: why do you like that movie i i a, really really I, i've
2: never i've never i've never seen the enchantment that everyone gets with it and it's not it's a bad aesthetic i don't think it's, it's the aesthetics poor, of the never, whole thing so many of my, people i know love that um, movie.
1: the visuals of tim burton his drawing and his art style are just fucking okay. phenomenal like i love it i don't necessarily like um, his storytelling but i love the visuals
0: yeah. For me, as a kid, watching it, it made a musical fun in a way that only a Disney movie can. Usually, but it and wasn't going up against us, yeah. Right, right, because it like it broke the the standard of like it's not super corny; it's new and fresh, and so it, like inv- it like added this whole new aspect to a heartwarming Christmas movie by starting in a very deranged place. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's why I like it, uh, Aaron. You are up.
3: Uh, we, so I, I, I stayed away from all of what I would consider movies that happen to take place around Christmas time, like first blood, uh, first blood.
4: Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So anyway, gotcha. just, I yeah. I gotcha.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, to the, mo- to the, mo- as much as I could, like, we're going to get there. If you guys take the rest of my list, yep. but, mm-hmm. uh, number one by far is the ref. Mm-hmm. you oh, guys that's watched- Okay. Have you guys yep. watched that movie? Yep. Okay. I have good. not. Uh you what's, would really like this movie, Brandon. What's it about? Yeah, it is a like dark comedy. Dennis Leary. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's good. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. You should I'll just put it on. You the should list. watch that fucking movie. You would like it.
0: Just REF.
3: Yeah. The R E F. Okay. Yeah. Alright.
0: Alright. So I can only imagine because this made it to me, that I'm about to get yelled at, so I'm preparing oh, myself. Oh god, for the if you streaming. say die hard, it's fucking Die Hard, hard. <laughs> Don't
3: That's you why do why I prefaced mine. <laughs>
0: Die Hard. No. it It is a Christmas movie. No, I'm taking it's it, not. It's I'm, an no, action movie. We'll, we'll let the people decide. Okay. <laughs> it is, if you get to pick all your fucking stupid movies that weren't even close to the right genre, I'm taking this. It is 100% a Christmas movie in my mind. <laughs> it's oh, an action boy. movie. We're pushing the chips in. All right. Uh, I get a second pick now. Um... Now, see, I'm I'm very torn on if I should choose a movie that I think you guys are going to take before it comes back to me. Or Predator. What I would actually, yeah, it's Predator's number two. Yeah. Uh, no, but should I choose what is actually my favorite or should I choose what I think you guys are going to pick?
3: Well, I chose the ref knowing none of you were going to pick it because it is my favorite. So. All right.
0: So I'm going to choose what is next on my tier list. I'm going to go with Scrooged.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray has a bunch of Christmas classics, but Scrooge doesn't yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Is it back to me?
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, the Santa Claus.
2: That was also a best. That's one of those that you can't recapture it. I showed my I showed yeah. my girls that movie, and they love it. Watching it as mm-hmm. an adult, I I was like, wow, this is a bad movie. But... What? I, really, I haven't seen it in a long time. As so an adult, I, watching it with my kids, maybe I was I won't like, re-watch wow, it. this movie is so bad but every single scene i'm remembering how much i Mm -hmm. loved it as a child like i'm just like i was able to suspend like my adult opinion of it and really enjoy it so i totally Mm -hmm. get what you're coming at it's a really fun movie to watch because i watched it when i was you know what 11 or 12 or whatever it was Mm -hmm. and i i i never i didn't lose that watching it again
3: but I had to ignore what I knew about movies to enjoy it. (laughs) I I, I would even say adults could enjoy it watching it for the first time. So there's, there's Mm -hmm. part of being younger and it being your first time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Obviously if you're watching it from a place of critical, then it's going to have a lot of holes, but it's,
2: it is a novel for sure. It is Mm -hmm. fun.
1: Okay. Uh, Jeremy, I just get one, right? Yeah. Just one at this point. Um, so so far, these are ones that I have seen in the theater when they came out. So this will be another one, um, Home Alone. This is that's Ooh, one I watch with my kids. Son of a bitch! I knew you were going to take it. These are in my, uh, that's I, not a
0: Christmas movie. It just takes place on Christmas. It's fuck not you. The same thing. We uh,
1: I have a whole pile of Christmas movies that I pull <laughs> said, out of a box during
0: Christmas man, time. Says
1: man who picked Die Hard. That's no. That was my pushback. Like you're like
0: you're
3: done to my movies are Christmas movies. Shit. I mean, Die Hard was like number eight on my list if I had to get there.
1: If if you must. Uh, I've got eyes wide shut if we get though deep, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, we'll go Stanley Kubrick on this. Fuck.
3: Oh, we do in favorite movies of all time because it might be number one.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, after Home Alone, we have Parker. You get back-to-back picks.
2: Okay. I'm going to go with uh, one of them super Christmassy, and the other one is kind of tangential, kind of like Die Hard. Uh, mm-hmm. but my super Christmas one that I have to watch every year and I always love it is The Muppet Christmas Carol I love Dickens I love him and I feel like The Muppets does the best tongue-in-cheek version of it Dickens was very like gimmicky and tongue-in-cheek and fun and so I love The Muppet version because I think it's, it captures the essence of it it's yeah. also another fun musical the music in it is not terrible dude, it is so good I can watch yeah. that one every year I Yeah, love, love that the Christmas one Carol. Um, and then my last one is one of my favorite movies of all time and I didn't know when I was ever going to get to put it in and it does have Christmas in it uh, it's not the, the the key feature of it but I love it and that's Edward Scissorhands um, it's another Tim Burton that's why I asked you a little bit I wanted to know about what you thought about Tim Burton I feel like Edward Scissorhands is Tim Burton's absolute masterpiece it is him being the maximum him um, pinnacle of his achievements yeah. I
3: love that movie so much so Parker, right. did you see Spirited? Mm, I'm gonna look.
2: Back. It is Will Ta- Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Oh no, I, d- I have not seen Spirited yet. Okay, no. talking How about is... your
3: your your Dickens, you know Muppet stuff. Um, I I didn't pick Spirited this time because I picked it last time from a Will Ferrell movie. Mm. But uh, if you are interested in the Dickensian lore, uh, you should watch that one. Okay, I have not seen it. Sorry, How Jimmy. is
1: uh? Edward hands during Christmas. It's not.
2: Yeah, yes, it is. It's during. Mm, it takes no. place entirely during Christmas time, and one of the points of the one of the big plot points of the film is that the main character Christina Ritchie, doesn't like that her town is so perfect. It never has snow. It never snows there because the climate is so perfect, and so on Christmas uh when there should be snow all of a sudden she looks outside and the because the lights are up and the trees are up and it starts snowing out her window and she doesn't know why until she goes outside and Edward is carving an ice sculpture and it's creating like snow flurry and she just has this awesome magical slow motion take during do this huge score um i think to, i think the score for that movie is that's imm- at immaculate. the end what
1: that's at the end
2: yeah it's near the very end of the movie at yes. the
1: very 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 end that's not that's not christmas That's Christmas Day. That's like Christmas at the very end.
2: Well, there's multiple things that happen in the movie, and one of the things is Christmas. Is that not what most Christmas
0: movies are? No, I'm just like... Uh, Jeremy, if you're attempting to start a veto vote, just say so.
1: uh, I'm attempting a veto vote. I agree with Jeremy.
3: (laughs) I wish I could... Back Parker up, but I haven't seen it. No, far, I'm just—I'm right. honestly
1: trying to remember. Like, there isn't any Christmas trees, there isn't any presents, there isn't any Santa Claus. It's just the very end. Yes, there's a romantic scene where she's outside dancing and talking about kind of like we never have snow during the winter, and it's because he's supposed to be at the castle carving ice. I—I I also have not seen it. Um, oh my god! Say Merry <laughs> Christmas. Okay, never mind. Parker, you can have it. These motherfuckers <laughs> haven't even seen it, okay. so I it's fine it's fine dude i love the no, movie no, let's get it wait
0: involved. wait no 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 yeah. do they say merry christmas
1: no they do not it's a typical they, it's is a, it just
0: implied that it know, is christmas
1: time i know there's though. a scene because it could be which, just
0: december 3rd i know like, there's a scene and I,
2: and I wish i knew the dialogue there's a scene but when the uh, the christina richard's character is talking to her mother character and they're they're talking while they're decorating the christmas tree and so like i can't remember what the conversation is about though i i I know there is a scene in it where they are decorating the Christmas tree. I know when she notices the snow falling out the window, it's like the Christmas lights are up.
3: Okay, I just... I, I'm I'm on I'm on Yahoo. Uh, it, I'm on Yahoo. Yeah, I have the answer. It,
0: it seems right, that it. it is generally classified as a non
3: traditional Christmas movie, along with Die Hard
0: and Gremlins.
3: The the last third of the film takes place at Christmas time. So if Die Hard counts, okay, I think we have mm-hmm. to give him Edward hands. Okay, again, I I, I started off saying all of my quote-unquote non-Christmas ones were like pushed down so I could make you know what though Christmas I mean movies real.
1: if if it's one that people watch during Christmas time and enjoy it it's whatever I just yep, I'm I I don't remember no, I, I'm
0: definitely that. fine with him picking it at this point because according to the internet it is considered in that group <laughs> but internet. also no one's gonna vote for it so I'm very okay with that <laughs>
3: It's okay, funny. Jeremy, give us it's your funny. actual Christmas movie pick. Yeah,
1: Jeremy, hit us with some knowledge. Uh, let's see which one has not been taken. Uh, damn it. Don't take mine. If you take the next one on my list, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Um, okay, so I'm just going to – another one I own that we watch every single year. Uh, I'm not going to choose one that you guys are going to choose. It's a newer one that we love as a, me and my boys love, and it's the Grinch, the new animated one. It's fucking it's awesome. It's fantastic. With um, the animated one, you said? Yeah, it's the voice of... Okay. Uh, what's his name?
2: It's called Dr. Seuss's The Grinch is the name of the...
1: <laughs> yeah, and it has... Uh, Dr. Strange does the voice of that guy. Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: that was the fourth movie on my list, Jeremy. And the only reason why I had to take... The only reason why Edward Scissorhands won is I love that movie so much in general. I had to put it
1: on. But mm. Yep, saw that one to the theater, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, <laughs> it old. is a... It is an absolute fantastic um, movie. I love it. It's so clever and cute and just like, just right. Like it's, It's, yeah, it's
2: by
3: far the best version of that. Yeah. Not even close in my opinion.
1: Uh, Aaron, your
0: final pick.
3: So the only movie that we watch every Christmas, uh, White Christmas. I've never actually seen it. Oh my God. 1954. So you're aware of like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, right? Yes. At the very end when he's like uh what's he scream? He's like uh it'll be like the Rip Rip you know, Rip Roaring's good yeah, time yeah. ever since, you know,
4: ben Bing Crosby. Crosby danced with yeah. Danny
3: fucking K. That's the yeah. movie. It's White Christmas is Bing Crosby and Danny Kay. Um it is as wholesome as you can get cuz it's 19 fucking 54. I think that's whatever. It's the fifth mm-hmm. to 50s. It is a musical. It is just good wholesome Christmas movie. That sounds terrible. Um, depends what you're in the mood for right but uh, it, if you <laughs> want die up. hard it's not the movie for you if you want to sit down and like put on the christmas music and decorate the tree and have something in the background uh you know the typical miracle on 34th street a christmas yeah. wish all that stuff nice um story that is the one that is the actual like feel good christmas movie i am happy to have in the background and it, it yep. is really good i like it so white christmas
0: cool Alright, you guys left me a couple choices
3: here. There's only one correct one. Reindeer
1: games. <laughs> I haven't seen that. It's actually pretty good. It's just not the, it's not great.
2: The answer <laughs> is Batman Returns. <laughs> oh uh, no. Tim Burton's
1: taken the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim it's Burton the only has one. a
2: fascination with, with winter for sure. Aaron, is it three letters? It is not three letters. Oh, okay. I'm amazed no one took that one. Batman Returns? No, not Elf. Batman Returns. I just the realized...
3: only one with uh, Alan Rickman uh, and uh, Keira Knightley. Oh,
2: yeah. There's that. Yeah. That's another kind of tangential one. Like, it's not important that it is, but it
0: Which is.
3: Which movie is that?
2: Uh, let's wait till the end. We'll, we'll spoil yeah, it. Yeah,
3: I'll tell you. Well, what I, haven't,
0: I don't think I've seen it. I won't pick a movie I haven't seen.
3: Okay. Love Actually?
2: I've not seen it. That's, it's kind of like Edward Scissorhands. It's mm. not important that Christmas is in it, but it is.
3: It's more important than I think in Edward Scissorhands. Like it is a central theme. To I don't know. You should watch it. It's a. It's worth watching.
1: Uh, I think I'm gonna go. They're gonna with... get so mad if we don't pick Christmas Story. I swear to God, we're gonna get fucking rant. They're gonna no, get so I, 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 at... it's bad.
3: I've got White Christmas. We're good. Yeah. Okay. No, we're okay.
1: Yes. It's
0: it's
3: in that genre. We're good.
0: No, no, yeah, we're not not taking that. Um, I, we also have Santa Claus, which is pretty tropey, and we and we have you know Christmas vacation. That's one that's yeah, taking right
3: yeah. here. No, no, we're, I think we're
0: fine on that. Uh, I, it's basically a toss up between Elf and Plane, Trains and automobiles. Uh, you can't do Plains trains. Go. That's not think, Christmas. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Elf. Uh,
1: I thought it was. He uh, did. Elf. He's trying to get.
0: I did. Elf. I didn't do Elf. I he did, did Elf.
1: Yeah. I thought Elf was off the list. Come on now. <laughs>
3: Nope. We make up the rules every time we cast. We're good. No,
0: no. You just can't pick the same movie twice.
3: Yeah, yeah Elf is in my pile. at least not
0: file. twice close to each other. Maybe if we put more time between it.
2: I don't know why I didn't pick Elf because I don't think there's a movie I quote as much as that as it may be dumb and dumber. I I quote hmm. Elf so much in my life. It's one of those quotable movies I ever. Uh seen.
0: so uh Parker you haven't listened to the podcast cuz you don't do your homework and, which makes you a bad teacher. But you um we had a a handshake agreement last time that whoever one would choose Christmas movies cuz we had a conversation during the movie selection that god we're choosing all these Christmas movies so we we're like we're going to choose Christmas mm-hmm. things right. So uh that gave me an idea. We should agree to do Jim Carrey movies next time. No. No. Okay. <laughs> it's vetoed. All right, cool. We got it.
1: All right, let's go. not
0: My, l- go to my go list is by far the shortest. It's like half as long as fucking
1: Aaron, Parker's. Did you put Aaron, Predators you, on mine? Predators
3: <laughs> with an S.
1: Predators. Okay. Aaron, do you, you not replace, want to carry because uh, Fight Club? You haven't seen one?
3: Uh, no, because
0: his movies he are fucking like Jim Carrey. stupid. Uh, Generally, his movies are stupid. Uh, The number
3: 23 is really fun, if you like going crazy. (laughs) Sure. When when the list of acceptable answers can be counted on one hand, and there's 12 that need to go in there. Oh, no, I disagree with that. Dumb and Dumber is solid gold. Uh, Ace Ventura, both Ace Venturas
0: are solid gold. Uh, Uh, But that's why it's a race. You gotta get the good ones.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Son of the Mask. Son of the mask. He He was not even in that. He wasn't
2: in Son of the Mask.
3: So I think, off the top of my head, head, the best one is the one where he couldn't lie. Liar, liar, liar. liar. That movie is
0: not great. It's fine. It's a fine family movie, but it's definitely not the best Jim Carrey movie. Uh, Me, myself, and Irene is fun. That one is pretty funny. When he shoots the cow like 20 times in the head (laughs) because he's trying to put it out of his misery and then he shot it already. So now he's actually trying to put it out of Uh, his misery and it doesn't die. just keeps shooting it. Oh, my God. I would rather
3: open the aperture for like best Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell or Adam Sandler movies. Mm -hmm. That's just me. I mean, obviously, whoever wins can pick whatever the fuck they want. I'm sorry. I love The Truman Show and I
2: will always love The Truman Show. Yeah, Truman Show is good. Oh man, that makes me just want to keep winning to
0: keep picking <laughs> categories, Aaron <laughs> ace. God damn it. Why Wait, are so we fucking choosing Just, at, just here, out of curiosity, mean,
2: there are some major genres we never went to. It's just because because most yeah. of us haven't seen them. Like, I just like breaking it up. Okay. It's,
1: if brief you win, nudity. You pick your own fucking category. 1980s yeah. brief nudity. Possible <laughs> nudity scenes. Possible nudity scenes. Yeah. Full male button. Yeah.
0: Shows I also dong. would like to do um,
1: Shows fictional dick.
0: movies Yeah, he yeah, hangs, <laughs> hangs dong That's what it is, no, no. hangs dong what if, what if we did one of fictional movies Where they're movies from movies that weren't actually movies Or like from media in general It's like when people tell me, oh we went to see like, like Scorcher 6 from Tropic Thunder That was like a spoof movie in their movie that wasn't really a movie Like, Do like the movies you'd want to see Oh, I want to see Scorcher 6
1: and, you know, Thundergun Express. It's like my two. Like, that could be fun. That's pretty obscure. All right. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to be awake tomorrow night. Come on. All right.
0: Good night, everyone. Thank you for coming. Goodbye. Bye.